In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. <laughs> we made it. Yay, doggies. How's it going? 303 and it's Friday. Let her rip anything goes. Hope you're having a great day so far. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete Davis, sidekick producer and sports raconteur extraordinaire. And the mechanical mangler flounder at the controls here at 106.3. Let her rip anything goes. And uh, great to have you aboard. Yeah, boy, we got a billion things going on here today. Of course, the Golden Bachelor. Also, a letter to the Kimmer Show about when you're riding in your car and I say something goofy. That's coming up. Plus, guess who's taking down Christmas decorations first Saturday? <laughs> Look out. Yeah, boy. Oh, we got so much stuff going on here today. We got a lot of goofy stuff, too, uh, including the best places to cheat. Uh, uncoupling and cuffing, all those uh, things will be coming in today. Um, we got a billion things included. Well, we got all kinds of newsy stuff. First of all, it's uh, Friday, and uh, hello to Pete Davis in the mountains of Macon. Uh, how's it going today, sir? What's up? I felt so good this morning. I got up and wrote a song. Oh, my goodness. Let's hear it right now. Man of one, and a two, and a little music. What kind of music you want with it? Well, it's <laughs> about tortillas. Tortillas? Well, actually, it's more, yeah, it's actually, it's more of a rap. More of a rap, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's not really a song. You see, it's a tortilla. It's a rap song. Did the bank a ever burrito. get back to you with I, your I, card again? I've heard it with a burrito would be the one. <laughs> <laughs> and Flounder, how are you, sir? What's going on with you? All is well. Ready for the weekend. You know, it's funny. Last night, I'm uh, on the stupid Golden Bachelor show, and I'll talk about it later. In fact, if you're a, if you're a Kimmer babe, uh, uh, no matter what age, especially if you're, you know, in the age group where you're kind of watching the Golden Bachelor to see whether it's like trying to find love in your senior years, which I thought I had. Anyway, uh, our number is 404-741-1230. 7411230 and if you're if you're one of my cover babes want to call in if you watch the show want to talk about it uh, we'll be happy to do that too but I know as I uh, I forgot who did what first but I uh, uh, somehow <laughs> a flounder made it known that uh, Miss Veronica was watching the show last night <laughs> I guess yeah she uh, sometimes will watch some of that stuff to fall asleep and I kind of caught myself I mean it was it was awful oh god have I been telling you I mean it's oh I mean I'll talk about it later but but now uh, she hated the same girl I do. Yes, she uh, said she knew right away when she yeah. she heard her talk for fifteen seconds that she was a, a fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh mercy! Anyway, we'll uh, we'll talk about that. Look at stuff. Well, good supper. Uh, and also, uh, we got a bunch of news. Oh, uh, oh, oh, speaking of uh, the Bachelor or the Golden Bachelor, uh, we also will will be talking about a, a, a social media topic: cheaters. 
Guy catches his wife cheating. What should he do? He's actually asking advice. Well, I got a couple ideas. Oh, sorry. Listen, I maybe asked the camera on that advice. Um, <laughs> um, also, oh, for some reason, popping up on, on Twitter, and I still call it Twitter. It's X, but I call it Twitter. Uh, has there been a new announcement by uh, Taylor Swift and Madonna and Bruce Springer, Cheatstein, that they're going to leave the country if Trump wins again? I mean, is this it's now making the rounds again for some reason? And people reacting to it. Anyway, we'll talk about it. I didn't know that was a new thing. Um, and um, let's see. Let's see. we got a whole bunch of stuff about Israel and Hamas and the fighting. A brand new, like a, a new AI system for the first time in the air on rocket stuff for Israel. Uh, let's see. Also, oh, um, well, some reaction about kids and the racism and the uh, anti-Jewish uh, 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 horrible uh, bigotry going on in schools and a letter to the parents of the kids who are supporting these pro-Hamas marches. Wake up, people. These are your children. Also, the edu- education department, which ought to be banned, by the way, or eliminated if Trump gets in again, uh, is, is now investigating colleges and some high schools, private schools, for their bigotry on campus. Uh, let's see. we got a whole bunch of things here. Oh, oh, the guy who defended himself when, when armed guys shoved a gun in his back and you saw the video of him going trying to get his door with a hot tea and he threw it in the guy's face. Guess what? They took away the good guy's gun permit. Are you kidding me? Oh, apparently he was offensive to the police officers when he said you guys suck at your job. <clears throat> well, we're taking your permit. Oh, that's American. Yeah, that, that's really good. The guy who just showed that he saved his freaking life by using his gun and they want to take it away from him, from the good guy? Holy God. I mean, you, I can't believe. And this is in, uh, well, California. Yeah. God, I mean, they took, okay, he, well, you, you saw the video, and we'll talk about the story at length here a little bit later on. But again, it was just, it's a freaking unbelievable. Uh, by the way, uh, Trump wins about the gag order. A federal, a, 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 an appeals court judge said, no, no, you can't tell Trump he can't talk about the case. You idiot, this, this Ergoron or whatever that stupid uh, fake judge is. He's got to be, he's got to be, dis- he's got to be thrown off the bench. He's a disgrace to the legal system. Hey, well, we'll get to that in a moment, too. Um, also, uh, let's see. Hunter's got a special counsel going in. Oh, oh. Uh, we're going to, we're go- I'm warning you right now, we're going to replay the audio from the Will Smith scandal story where the guy who used to work for him was on a po- or on an interview and he, he told what happened with the uh, Will Smith and a premium about it, him and about it, uh, and uh, a lot of folks were upset. Well, now they're going to sue, so we have to play the sound again to tell you what they're suing over. And, and speaking of that, I got a very nice letter here from a woman. I won't give her name. She didn't say not to, but I just, I don't, I mean, I won't even give her first name, but she was very sweet to write. And then she said this. I love you guys. Have a few comments. A guy a while ago said you guys and your fake laughing. He obviously doesn't know how to laugh. Your laughing makes me laugh. Gets me through my workouts. And I don't remember. Uh, well, I get, well, people criticize me all the time. That's not. It's just the way I laugh. I'm sorry. Hell, Steve Allen. I, I, I've heard that first time someone doing a, a, a falsetto type laugh when Steve Allen was doing the Tonight Show in the 50s. And I, that's the way I laugh, and I can't help it. Uh, now, and she said, now this is important. She said, also, the homeschool lady that listens to you guys with kids in the car. 
This was the woman yesterday we talked about who was very offended because I was playing the soundbite of the scandal of the, you know, with Will Smith. And she had her kids in the car who I think we determined were teenagers. And she thought it was uh, very offensive to have the guy describing the phrases of the uh, sexual act. And I replied to her. Uh, that she's, uh, it was offensive, but I hadn't, I, I never looked at it that way. And, and next time I'll try to warn them in advance if there's something that might be a little too spicy for kids in the car. I hadn't even thought about kids in the car uh, driving along uh, because it was so, it was so funny to me at the time. All of us said, oh my God, can you believe this? We got to play this. And it was a major story. So of course we, you know, played it and did it. But again, I, I'll, I'll try to be more sensitive and, and warn things in advance. So I'm warning you right now, we're going to play the sound again. <clears throat> All right. Uh, and she says, uh, uh, homeschool lady listens to you guys. You may have to ditch that one listener. What is she, nuts? Keep it up. Love you guys. Anyway, so there you go. All right. Now, it's uh, 311, 311. Oops, it's easy. 311, 311. Oh, I don't even, I don't even. Oh, oh, oh let's, right, let's start with this. Actually, kind of a newsy thing. Uh, guess, guess the location that is now taking down all Christmas decorations, tearing them down, and will not allow them to be put back up again for Christmas this year. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the birthplace of Jesus Christ, Bethlehem, has declared they are taking down all of the Christmas decorations that have been installed for years. They're all gone. They're being ripped down. All festive appearances in honor of the martyrs. And well, here, I'll, here, I'll read the statement. Bethlehem Municipality announced the dismantling of Christmas decorations installed several years ago in the city's neighborhoods and, quote, removing all festive appearances in honor of the martyrs and in solidarity with our people in Gaza. The reason is the general situation in Palestine. People are not really into any celebration. They are sad, angry, and upset. Our people in Gaza are being massacred and killed in cold blood. Therefore, it is not appropriate at all to have such festivities while there is a massacre happening in Gaza and attacks in the West Bank. The significance of Bethlehem to Christians, I think we probably all, little town, I mean, come on, my God! Oh, little town, I mean, it's not like one of the first ones you ever learn? Yeah. Can we have a new crew, a new crusades and just take the whole place back? God, well, if, if the significance of Bethlehem to Christians and its high religious tourism from the faithful during Advent season, the city is Muslim. The Christian population of Bethlehem, since the mid-20th century in 1950, Christians made up 80% of Bethlehem. Today, 10%. Yeah, they chased them out. Yeah, they Christians out. are fleeing because of persecution and religious harassment. Uh, low birth rates among Christian communities in Bethlehem. They just don't want to have kids and raise them there. 185,000 Christians live in Israel, total, the whole country. They make up 2% of the population of the entire state of Israel. 2% are Christians. And 10% Imagine are Christians there was in a Bethlehem. Town somewhere. <laughs> Where where we ran the uh, Muslims out like they're running the Christians oh out. Oh my like God! We'd be hearing about if we were so discriminatory that they felt unsafe and unclean and unhappy and they uh, you know and were discriminated against and we're just we're miserable all the time and so we forced them basically to flee. I mean, there'd be an uproar. There'd be lawsuits. There'd be all kinds of stuff. Of course, they don't have the American Constitution. Bethlehem defi- officials said, "Ask it. We'll get rid of all you people. <laughs> no more decor. No more Christmas decorations in Bethlehem." 
Oh, God. All right, 313, let it rip Friday, 404-741-1230. Love phone calls, have a ball, have some fun. It's a Friday afternoon. Looks like a nice weekend. I thought it was going to rain. It's going to be beautiful. Anyway, let's celebrate happiness, and it's uh, Thanksgiving next week. If you want to start doing Thanksgiving stories, we're all for it. Have a little fun today with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Look out, 314. Here we go. Here we go. Stand by, stand by. It looks like Rosalind Carter, the uh, former first lady and the wife of President Jimmy Carter, has entered hospice care at home. They're spending time with each other and the family. They've been together for 77 years. Earlier this year, Rosalind was diagnosed with dementia. Yes, indeed. And Jimmy is uh, still, I guess, recovering or doing all right from that brain issue he had before. And he's, what, 99 now or something? I forgot, 98. He's 98, 98, and he's been in hospice since February. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are they together in the home with round-the-clock care? Is that what that means? I mean, hospice care means you have yeah. 24. So so I assume they're together and hopefully, oh, my God, this is so sad. In the same room, so we're together. I mean, I don't know. I hope. Mm. Lordy. Well, you know, I mean, uh, you got to celebrate him. Uh, honestly, whether you liked him as president or not, he was one of the nicest men I've ever known. Uh, he treated me with nothing but respect. I covered him at the Capitol in 1972 when I came here, and, and, and we do the morning news, and I go down to the Capitol every day. And he was uh, as, as uh, gentlemanly and pleasant and respectful. And again, I, I was one of three guys in his in his uh, in the man, governor's mansion. Uh, I invited my wife and I back in '74 or five, whatever it was, uh, and announced he was going to run for president. And he told us off the record we couldn't say anything, and there was only three of us in there. And uh, I felt uh, pretty uh, special. I can tell you to that. Uh, nice guy, and uh, Rosalind just as sweet as she can be. I, I don't think anyone's ever probably said a bad word about either one of them personally. Um, well, we wish them well, and I hope they're. Uh, I hope they can, you know, see each other, communicate with each other, and are are there forever. So, uh, we wish them the very best. Uh, Three twenty-one, Flounder. It's Letter It Friday, and the show continues. Three twenty-one with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, and Peter Gabriel. On this day in twenty sixteen, Peter Gabriel launched the Voice Project, the Imprisoned for Art campaign. He was trying to get prisoners freed from around the world if they'd been sent to jail for opposing their governments. Peter Gabriel right here. Well, who, who was he with? Was he a... a, a Genesis. A Genesis. Genesis, of course. I couldn't remember. It couldn't come out of my face. Uh, speaking of incredible singers, Isaac Hansen is 43. Shut up. Is 43 today. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> I made Flounder put Mbop on my magic music magic stick, and I play it, and I like it. And I've always liked it, and I'll continue liking Mbop. Isaac Hansen is the oldest of the Hansons, the eldest. He's 43 today. And since I have a whole crap load of birthdays, I'm going to do two at a time. Rachel McAdams is 45. She played Christine Palmer in the Doctor Strange movies, Allie in Notebook, Claire in The Wedding Crashers, and Regina in Mean Girls. Rachel McAdams. I think she was a, a model first, wasn't she, baby? I'm not sure. Uh, and a quick... Uh, in wedding, yeah, Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers, yeah. Uh, on this day, 1950, a kid named Tenzin Goyatso is installed and enthroned as the 14th Dalai Lama. He was 15. 
Now, is this the story of the, when they, put, they took the little boy and they, they had like a whole tray of things? They had a pair of eyeglasses and a pen and a book and a pair of shoes or whatever. They lined up all these things. And they said, just uh, do whatever feels natural or, uh, you know, go, go see what uh, may, uh, turns you on or whatever. And he goes to pick up the eyeglasses and he said, you're the Dalai Lama. He's the Dalai Lama, the Dalai, the lobster, uh, the flowing robes, the white hair, striking. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. <clears throat> isn't, that, isn't that a true story? What? Anybody there? Hello. <laughs> hey, Pete. <laughs> Pete. He's not talking to me now. What is he? Do we have? Uh, a, let me check. There, maybe. Oh crap! Did we lose him already? Oh, oh my god! And see. <laughs> well, because he'll know. He should know all this stuff. I'm sure that that was in a, 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 like a documentary or a movie or something where he picked up the li- the eyeglasses and they said, "Oh my god, you're the Dalai Lama," because only you would know that. It looked they belonged to his great grandfather or something, or the original Dalai Lama or something. I don't know. Anyway, okie doke. Well, this is going to be interesting. Three twenty-three. Uh, here with the Kimmer and Pete. And uh, we'll try to get an answer for our question of the Dalai Lama. <laughs> Later on today, I-323. Again, here's the number, 404-741-1230. How are we doing? We getting back? Pete is back. Pete is back. Hey, Pete. No, yes, he's not. Oh, there he is. Uh, did you hear my, uh, my uh, uh, possible uh, question story of the Dalai Lama thing? Yeah, I think uh, basically you're correct that he picked up uh, some personal item of the former Dalai Lama and it was they some said, eyeglasses. Oh my God, that's him. Yeah, and, and it was and, like and as though he would only know that. But again, you know, but that's what they say. And you know, who's to say it wasn't true that he was part of the? You know, how would you know that? You know. Anyway, uh, cool. All right, uh, three twenty-four. Uh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Freaking Friday, get off my back. Uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, okay, Israel, for, boy, this is kind of this is sort of new in warfare. As though we're excited about new warfare, and we're going to be talking a lot about this stuff. So I'll try to move right through it because I don't want to be getting have a you know Fridays. It's Thanksgiving next week, and God, we're talking about nothing but weapons in the Gaza. Now they're saying Hamas had weapons in the kindergartens in Gaza. Uh, they had weapons in the hospitals. I'm telling you, they, they just blow the damn. I mean, you know, tell all right, we're going to we're going to blow you. It's going to be gone. We're going to eliminate every thing here. You're going to have to scatter to the wind and, and then see if you can do something else. But this is nonsense. I mean, my God, there, everything, is, everything is a weapons factory or an ammo dump in Gaza. Kindergarten, schools, hospitals. Who are these people? <sighs> the Israel Defense Forces released video showing what they call their Arrow 3 air defense system launching to intercept a missile fired into the Red Sea region. Um, they were shot down a ground missile fired by the Houthi rebels in Yemen. The historic launch of this exo-atmospheric missile is the first time in wartime combat that has taken place in space. The Arrow 3 interceptor missile was developed in a joint venture with their ministry and America's Missile Defense Agency, the most sophisticated of Israel's air defenses designed to target incoming ballistic missiles. Israel's also selling these to Germany for $3.5 billion, a deal we approve since we own half of the damn thing. But anyway, it's a new uh, exo-atmospheric missile. I don't know what that means, but obviously it's new. And it's, is this like an AI thing or something? 
I don't know. No, that, I mean, remember they laughed at uh, Reagan when he's talked about this. They the laughed sky. at the Space Corps, yeah. and now we're fighting in space. Yeah, space, uh, Skynet, or Spacenet, what was it? You, what did we go to call it? Uh, 326. Space Force. Space Force, yeah. All right, now, uh, check this out, and Pete's going to update us here about letters to parents. First, a parents uh, a group in Texas are outraged over what happened to their daughter, who was a freshman at Dickinson High School in Dickinson, Texas. Her name is Talia Hyun. She walked into her English class to find the entire whiteboard had the popular pro-Palestinian mantra, no justice, no peace, justice for Palestine. Well, this young freshman girl, Tyla, is Israeli. The message was not part of a lesson plan. It was an opportunity for the teacher to tell her students how she felt about the Israeli-Hamas war. Her teacher asked this uh, a freshman girl named Talia, the Israeli, the teacher said, where are you from? She said, oh, you still have family in Israel? I said, yes, of course. All my family's over there, and I'm from there too, unquote, Talia said. Talia said the incident made her feel scared and alone since she's the only Israeli in the public high school in Dickinson, Texas, which is probably not surprising. She said, I'm really, really scared. I'm the only Israeli at school. No one is Jewish over there. They made me feel guilty that I'm Jewish and I'm from Israel. The teen's parents are outraged. She's 14. And I say, parent, well, what the hell is the benefit here? What's, what's the purpose? Someone needs to take responsibility about this situation because my daughter, is, she's not at fault that she's Israeli. They filed a formal complaint with the school district. Yeah, that'll go a long way. The district and the police are investigating. The parents have met with the administration. They're checking it all out. But again, I mean, the teacher went out of her way to put a sign on the whiteboard uh, that said, no justice, no peace, justice for Palestine. And the one Jewish girl who happens to be Israeli, whose family is in Israel, is targeted, picked on in her uh, forced education camp, uh, American public school uh, forced education camp system. And uh, Pete Davis, uh, speaking of letters to, and uh, parents' issues and so forth, uh, what's this about Megan Kelly? Megyn Kelly has written a letter to parents of Gen Z that seem to all worship Osama bin Laden now. Because they're doing <laughs> yeah. the Chinese propaganda on TikTok. We're going to talk about Which, that by the in way, a too. Yeah. Uh, TikTok has scrubbed a lot of that stuff. They've caught so much crap about this. Yeah, well, yeah. They, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Go, go ahead with Megan. Megyn Kelly writes, To the parents of all these losers suddenly persuaded by the deranged musings of the man who murdered 3,000 American innocents, you failed. You are likely boozing, marching for some left-wing cause, and simply ignoring your kids. You failed to teach wrong from right, a proper moral code, a love of country, and perspective on America's role in the world. Because you failed, my kids and others are going to have to grow up battling these a-holes for the future of the United States. I have every confidence they can do it, but I resent and judge you for making it necessary as opposed to fostering a life in which they can focus solely on growth, joy, love, family, hard work, and creation. No point getting bogged down in however trust me when i tell you the majority of americans this generation and the next will fight to defeat the pernicious lunacy you've unleashed and we will win <laughs> bingo i hope everybody reads it and heard and hears it and reacts to it i mean especially these young people we'll talk, in fact coming up in just a second uh you'll you'll hear about the son of one of the victims of 9-11 and this whole TikToker business fawning over bin laden's letter which i guess now they're trying to change a little bit but we'll have an update on that also
In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership, eligibility, and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner. Uh, CNN got caught with another phony headline, speaking of the Jewish-Palestinian business. Uh, the Trump political stuff coming up. Will Smith, here we go again. They're going to sue, and we'll talk about it all next with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder on 106.3. Happy Friday. <laughs> Look out, it's only me. It's only the Kemmer with Pete and Flounder, 336. Hold on, Lori Beer, I got a call with uh, Miss Lori. Hold on one second. I don't know this song at all. No, I don't think I've ever heard this, well, this song. Was, uh, I want to say this album was released in 2008, so this was some of their newer stuff. Aha, the Eagles on this day in 2007. Oh, seven, I'm uh, off. We're at number one on the album chart with Long Road Out of Eden. And you're right about, uh, I mean, think of it this way. Again, this is, we're talking about 2007. It was number one album chart. It was their seventh, seventh studio album. But we're talking about 2007. It was their first one since 1979. I mean, you know, that's 30 years or something. Holy smokes, almost. Anyway, so uh, good for them, you know. I, and I think they still probably have sold more albums than anybody. Uh, I mean, more uh, British people, anyway. Uh, let's see, a quick a couple of birthdays here. Uh, actress Sophie Marceau. I think, was she a Bond girl? Yes, she I think she was. was a she was a bad Hot. Bond. Girl. Yeah, 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 naughty, naughty, and she's she's got that kind of naughty. She's got she's got that you know I dare you kind of look. You know she's well, she got had, trouble all over her face, man. She had bangs. I love women. Yeah, with bangs. Yeah, she's bang, banging girl with her bangs and her lousy little tarts. <laughs> French. And uh, uh, the French lady, huh? <laughs> she be fab. <laughs> oh, God, I got to get me some strength. Uh, 337 here with a Kimmer Peter. More familiar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to get me some cash first. I got to give me them. Give, get, give me one of them weekend girls. <laughs> Drive, drive around in the car. <laughs> look at I look at this over here. Put your arm around my neck, honey. Come on. Uh, how much are those weekend girls these days? I have no idea. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is there a special category or well, Bankhead Highway always. <laughs> you take a chance. Uh, <laughs> you pull over and stop and see what happens to you. Uh, three. <laughs> 
338 for the Kimber Pete and Flower. Okay, it's Friday. It's Friday. We're having a little fun. Oh, I'll, let me get to uh, I'm goofing around. Lori, I'm so sorry. Lori's on the phone. Hi, Lori. Phone calls always take priority. Welcome aboard. How you doing? What's up? Hey, Kimber. Hey, guys. <laughs> uh, yes, ma'am. Yeah, it's Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. Um, I just want to say something about the lady that wrote the letter. Yes, ma'am. I think I heard Pete read that she is a listener and a she was a podcast giver. Was that right? Um, you know, I don't. Uh, Pete, do you remember? I don't remember. She said uh, she was a maybe, podcast maybe giver, and I don't remember. She said she was a supporter of the show. She said she was a supporter of the show. She may not. Be, she may not be talking about the podcast. Maybe just that she okay. likes the show. I, I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyway, well, either way, go I, ahead. Yeah. Well, what I was thinking, if she's been a longtime listener, she already knows how we are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> why you want to change? Where were your kids then? They were younger. Yeah. You know. Well, so, it may, please don't change, Kimber, because I love my laugh when you and Pete go at it, and and you say what all the things we like to say, and it makes me laugh out loud. Well, and if that changes, this there's a lot of people going to be upset. Just that well, no, I, no, there's not, no. The only thing I can I, mean, I can see your point, but but let me also say this, uh, and I'm, I feel very strongly about this. Some of the most important moments between parents and children are the most some of the most important moments between parents and children are some of the most embarrassing and difficult and uh, impossible to deal with, but you have to no matter what. This was a what? teaching opportunity for her, whether she would, you know, talk about the philosophy of what's uh, spoken on the radio and free I mean, speech. and, and what uh, did and, you say? Yeah. He's killing him. He's killing him. <laughs> well, not, is he killing him? Well, not literally he's not killing him. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you didn't say anything yeah. that you know, yeah. I think that's what you said. Yeah, like, he, he said he was murdering a guy. He's murdering him. Murdering, yeah. murdering. <laughs> murdering. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and again, you see, I know. Yeah, and again, we're laughing because, right. yeah, because to us as a talk show host and our listeners, it was it was unbelievable. I mean, it was oh my god, you know, and we reacted to it. So the <laughs> fact that it was offensive was was almost a, a, just a secondary byproduct that really shouldn't count because the issue itself was big enough to be addressed and we're you know it's an adult talk show and sometimes things are a little uncomfortable but again this is a teaching moment and, and that mom exactly. has every that mom has every right to say uh kids um i really disagree with what he said i think that's offensive <laughs> i don't like it uh and they and, and talk about it and then it's over and, and then you know that's then everybody right. knows and we're all on the record and everybody's happy again say your thing and be honest and open about it and i got no problem with that whatsoever and again i'm, I'm we're gonna play you, we're gonna you said a lot worse than murder <laughs> 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 well, you're not kidding there, baby. <laughs> All right, Dal. Thanks, Lori. I appreciate it, sweet girl. You call anytime, will you? Have a Bye. great have a great weekend. Thanks. <laughs> 341. Well, they give her feet and flounder. Unbelievable. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's radio. It's stuff, and things happen. And, th and again, it's a teaching moment. In fact, I right now, under my, uh, I, I, by the way, I did laundry last night, flounder, so I could wear this cover-up thing again. Although I shouldn't have. Again, it's freaking hot. I thought it was going to be 58 and, and, and the forecast, and it's 72. I'm dying in here. You need to order you a couple more. I know. Uh, anyway, my T-shirt says... Uh, not everything, or you do not have the, the right, right to, to never, never be, be offended. offended. I'm actually wearing that T-shirt that I had made up. You do not have the right I to never be offended. I have one of those offended. that I wear. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, that's true. If you get offended by something, you get offended, deal with it, and, and then learn from it or whatever, or not, or react to it, whatever, and move on. 
you know, and, and, and so, you know, everybody's right. You have your right to your own happiness. Uh, 342, well, there's my philosophy for the day. Um, <laughs> now, by the way, you know, I came across this really, I'll, I'll do the, just, uh, this came, comes out of nowhere. And again, I'm kind of avoiding talking about all the Hamas and Israeli stuff because it just, I don't like, I mean, it's, it's depressing and horrible and, and, and uh, you know, here we go, but we got to talk about it. But I came across this for some reason on my uh, fin um, and it popped up. And it is a it's a picture of Albert Einstein and it's a it's a, a list of Albert Einstein's favorite one line sayings. For example, Albert Einstein says or said, information is not knowledge. Information is not knowledge. Uh, and, uh, and kind of in keeping with that, another one I like too: intellectuals solve problems. Geniuses prevent them. Mm. <laughs> uh, and kind of some cute ones too. You can't blame gravity for falling in love. That's kind of you know <laughs> kind of different. And then I never think of the future; it comes soon enough. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of I, just, I was kind of surprised and thought it was kind of cool, and I thought I'd pass him to break up the thing. All right, three forty-three. Back to I'm back a newsy thing again, and I'm giving you a warning. We're going to play the Will Smith audio of the guy talking about the uh, what happened uh, a little bit later on. I'm warning you in advance. Uh, and now, the uh, a guy named Brett Eagleston was 15 years old when his father Bruce died in the World Trade Center on 9/11. The son. Brett has now dedicated his life to campaigning for justice in the wake of the terror attacks. He's now 37, and he says that the people online resharing the al-Qaeda leader letter, bin Laden's letter to America, justifying the terrorist attacks on our country, uh, he says uh, he said he's condemning this, and he says uh, that it's resurfaced in recent days of the Hamas attack. The boy says his father died in the, uh, in the World Trade Center. He says it's hard to watch and believe these TikTokers can be taken seriously. Maybe they don't realize the radical terrorists they're giving credibility to wouldn't hesitate a second to take them hostage or kill them or their families based solely on their skin, color, religion, nationality, or gender preference. We can never stand for that. He rejected the view of, I need everybody to stop what they're doing and go read about the uh, letter to America and so forth. Uh, he says, it's time to re-educate Americans what happened to us on 9-11, the role the Saudi government played in the attacks, and that we must hold those accountable to such attacks so they can never happen again on our soil. We need to send a strong message that terrorism can never be normalized, justified, or whitewashed. Uh, and then uh, Megan Kelly, uh, you mentioned that in uh, in this comment too about the, the innocent people, these deranged musings of the man who murdered all those people, as as uh, Pete just mentioned a moment ago. I mean, this is unbelievable. And this is from the you know how do these people feel? They they released and, and and now Pete, I don't know what do you mean they walked it back? You said they kind of walked it back on TikTok about this letter. Are they trying to? Are they not uh, claiming it's not true or something? Are they? Is there any, any serious change or what? They're trying to scrub what the what these Gen Z have been saying on their praising Osama bin Laden and telling everybody they're, they're scrubbing a lot of those reactions. Well, it's too late now. They're there, yeah. and they're there forever, and everybody knows it now. And that's the thing. I mean, you've, you're outing yourself. And by the way, fine. We want to know how you feel, and, and we, we believe you. Okay? How about that? We believe you. I don't think they understand the repercussions of five, ten years down the road. <laughs> they don't. Go, go, well, good. they're going to learn their, a lesson. Yeah. But, 
Yeah. But this is the world that they're creating, and they're going to have to live in it. They're going to have yeah. to run it, and yeah. they're going to have to live in the hellscape that they are causing here because yeah. they're yeah. Want, they're wanting to live coexist with the um, the barbarians. I was driving behind a car yesterday, one of those you know Nissan Leafs or something like that, yeah. had the coexist bumper sticker, and I wanted to drive up to them and say, you know what? If you just took one of those symbols out, the rest of them would get along just fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's only one group that really doesn't want to coexist. Yeah. I mean, you have no plans to coexist ever. In fact, just the opposite. Anyway, 346, Kim Repeat, Flounder, Let It Rip Friday. Oh, join us and have a little fun here on uh, Weekends Coming Up. We made it. We made it. stands to be one of the biggest and most contested of our lifetime. And as the rhetoric ramps up, Count on Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station to bring you the latest election news and opinions from the local and national voices you trust. And this judge is now afraid that Donald Trump is, you know, calling for violence again. That's nonsense. I stand behind Trump and his ability to be able to speak about what he is being charged with because they have every right to sit there and throw out these bogus accusations. We're proud to carry the torch as Atlanta's only conservative voice. Extra 106.3 FM and the Extra 106.3 app. The Atlanta Braves are proud to congratulate superstar right fielder Ronald Acuna Jr. on being named the 2023 National League Most Valuable Player. Ronald amassed 41 home runs and 73 stolen bases during his historic regular season. And it's home run number 40. He's fired up going around the bases. Come see the MVP in person at Truist Park next season. 2024 tickets go on sale December 1st. Atlanta Braves baseball. For the A. Hey, Atlanta, it's Mark from the Safe House. You've heard me talk about fake safes, and while that's a really bad way to secure your valuables, you want to hear something that's even worse? Kamala Harris is president. Wow, let that sink in. That'll make you want to throw up. Well, there is good news. The Safe House has the largest selection of safes in the Southeast and some of the best pricing and rebates on safes this entire year. Secure your valuables in a quality safe from the Safe House. Drop by our showroom today or go to AtlantaSafeHouse.com. That's AtlantaSafeHouse.com. If there's one thing the Flying Biscuit knows, it's breakfast and lunch. That's why they serve it all day. We're talking about their famous stuffed French toast, chicken and waffles, mimosa flights, and more. They even offer vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and keto options. And if you're planning that holiday party, the Flying Biscuit also caters parties big or small. What more can I say? Fly over to the Biscuit today. The Flying Biscuit, 13 locations around Atlanta. Find yours at flyingbiscuit.com. The legend Neil Bortz is only on Extra 106.3. With daily commentary you'll hear throughout the day. And he's on live with a morning extra every Tuesday morning at 7.30. Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station. Extra 106.3. And catch all of Neil's commentary on the Extra app. Yeah. Yeah, look out. Sorry, it's only me. It's only the Kimmer. Yeah, baby. Yeah. There's Brittany. Back before she became total psycho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Naughty little Britney Spears on this day 20 years ago today. Britney Spears became the youngest singer to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. She was 21. 
The only other performer to get a Hollywood star at her age was Little House on the Prairie actress Melissa Gilbert. Both child actresses. And, of course, Britney was a Mouseketeer mouse. And uh, then, of course, a big hot uh, pop singer girl. Uh, pop tart, they called her. Uh, quick birthday. Did I mention uh, Lauren Hutton last time? I don't think so. Lauren, remember Lauren Hutton? She was a, a model who became an actress and kind of a personality. Lauren Hutton, you could look her up. She was famous for her gap teeth. Tall, blonde, uh, what a, a typical runway-looking blonde, kind of angular and tall, long arms and so forth. Uh, a, a, a statuesque kind of a, a, a woman, uh, obviously attractive, and a runway model type uh, figure on her. And she had a gap in her front teeth, serious gap in her front teeth. And, in fact, she uh, used to make sure that she played. She actually covered it up in a couple of movies she was in or something, but she liked it naturally, and that's what uh, one of the things made her famous. Lauren Hutton is 80 years old today. Happy birthday to Lauren. Uh, and on this day in history, 1990, David Crosby broke his leg, his ankle, and his shoulder when he got thrown off his motorcycle in Los Angeles. Uh, he was speeding and not wearing a helmet. And the police said, well, he was just being naughty all the way around. Uh, 351 here with the Kimmer and Pete and uh, Flounder on 106.3. We love phone calls. We'd love to have you join us. 404 741 741-1230. Pete just sent this story to us. We're going to talk about uh, a, a dastardly deed being done to a, to an armed homeowner. And by the way, I got more about this whole Hamas-Israel thing, but I don't feel like talking about it right now. I mean, I, we've done that enough for a while. You won't, you won't believe what's happening in Italy right now. What? The barbarians have taken over the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Oh, for God's They've got sakes. to the top of it. They are flying a Palestinian flag that stretches from the top of the tower to the ground. And they're, they're basically uh, spewing out red, green, and black smoke, which is their colors, from the Leaning the Tower of Pisa. Holy cow. Uh, any cops barbarians. anywhere? Is there, is there like a, a, a big mob there, oh, too? No, the, the, they've taken over. Yeah. I mean, they basically they, they've allowed the barbarians to invade their country. But, you know... I, I, I mean, this is really amazing. Again, we're, this is a worldwide anti-Jewish fervor going on. And it's uh, being paid for by American millionaires. Did you see yeah, that the, story? Yeah, the yeah, two the, Marxists? Uh, a guy and his wife, the, two, the rich Marxist couple, are supplying the money to all, for these protesters to continue doing their stuff. Americans. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, this is worldwide. Hell, London is, is gone. I mean, London's at the control of the mobs. Uh, and uh, the leaning tower of oh, that's going to fall over. That thing keeps keeps leaning every year. It gets a little more leany. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> remember, they were afraid it's going to uh, tip over at some point. Yeah. I think they have they, they've had some foundation of whatever. Well, I hope it. I mean, you know what the hell? This is unbelievable, and no reaction to it. I mean, uh, so uh, I, I really this is amazing. Every single day, there's this more growing sentiment, and it's not, you know, and I don't believe that it's uh, all of a sudden the world, the population of the world is now so sad that uh, that Palestinians are dying too, you know, because they're in the war zone, uh, and, and so and so they're the victims all of a sudden, and uh, the people have got to stop making them victims. I think they've forgotten what what happened and what's going on. And, by, and again, for the record, they found more weapons, supplies, and arms and ammo in kindergartens. They're every, the, the Hamas and Gaza Strip is one big militarized zone. Everything is a hideaway for guns and weapons and tunnels and sneak attack places. I mean, it's come on, you're killing me here. It's, it's a war zone. It's, it's, it's a slaughterhouse. <laughs> God, leaning Tower of Pisa. Oh, for God. Yeah, that's appropriate. 
Well, every world. Yeah, let, try him into the Washington Monument. Oh, my God, would that be fun? Well, hell, in this administration, they'd let him do it. Free speech. Yeah, they'd probably call it free speech. Let him go ahead and take the Washington. Or the Jefferson Memorial. Or the, the freaking Lincoln sitting there with his, head, with his head in his knee or whatever. The, the, the big What's that Lincoln thing where he's sitting in a chair? Yeah, got swamped that. Play, play Lincoln little, Memorial? Yeah, the Lincoln Memorial thing, yeah. All of them. Get all of them. Washington, Jefferson, the, the, you know, the, the needle, the, all of it. God. <laughs> Unbelievable. 354. All right, we'll change the topic here for in a second. Uh, Pete just Real found quick, us. Kimmer, yes, not please. to uh, no, disrupt no. you here. No. All 44,000 hours of uh, video footage have been released. Uh, from the, the January, January 6th. Uh, actually, now, if, if I tell them what you came in and said, tell them the actual words you so came in Mike and said. So Mike Johnson is honoring one of the words he said if he becomes Speaker of the House and he would release all 44,000 no, so. Well, okay, the funny part was, Flounder, you know, he's in the studio, I'm here. He opens the door and he says, Mike Johnson's releasing 9,000 hours. Oh, yeah, of the and thing. he was like, who's Mike Johnson? I said, Who, who's Mike Johnson? Speaker, <laughs> you know, of, the speaker of the House. I said, oh, that Mike. Oh, sorry. I, I thought it meant Mike, our engineers, you know, I saw my husband. I saw this guy, Mike's got a tape here. But I had no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> you didn't see the Speaker of the House. And he said, uh, Mike uh, Johnson's releasing all. I said, oh, my, now who's Mike Johnson again? <laughs> anyway, so, so, well, that's good. And I hope that, uh, you know, people are going to, if they, of course, no one's going to watch 9,000 hours, obviously. But it's going to show that uh, it was a mostly peaceful protest. And, and some of the people who actually, uh, you know, when the police got up to the steel barricades and some old ladies started pushing against the steel barricades, they got arrested and sent to prison for pushing the steel barricades with the police. I mean, you know, they were wrong by, uh, you know, challenging the police and told them to stop pushing the barricades. But prison and all those protesters who burned down America for Black Lives Matter and Antifa and the George Floyd bourgeois that happened because of that racist division by Putty Tad and the rest of them? Oh, my God. All right. Well, here's some good news. 356. Uh, Pitbull, a uh, pit, pit, pit bulldog from Copoya, Chiapas. Mexico. Mexico. His name is Max Pitbull. A thief tried to break into his family's home. And the pit bull tore off the thief's arm, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Literally yanked it and ate it and pulled it right out of his body. Ripped off the thief's arm. So the thief says, the thief's family says, oh, we want that dog killed. We want that dog euthanized. Well, the director of municipal protection against health risks says there's no legal grounds to punish the dog. He defended his home from a criminal, just as anyone else would have done. In fact, he's a freaking hero. And, and the credit if goes it, to the owner of the dog. Who, I mean, my God. The great thing is the photo of the dog sitting there covered in blood. There's blood <laughs> everywhere. And he's just smiling at the camera. <laughs> good boy. Good. Who's a good boy? Who's a good doggy? <laughs> who wants a biscuit? <laughs> I'm on a biscuit. Oh, man, I freaking love it. And then there's 357, and then there's the case of Vince Ricci. Or Ricci is R-I-C-C-I. Ricci, however you probably pronounce it in Italian. I'll call him Ricci. Vince, we call him Vince. Oh. He, oh, he's the guy in Los Angeles. You may have seen the video. We talked about it the other day. He's going up. He's got a, a cup of hot tea in his hand. He gets to the front door of his house, and all of a sudden, the guy shoves a gun in his back. 
And he says, after successfully defending my home and my family and my five-month-old child, California has now decided to suspend my Second Amendment rights. When he turned around through the hot tea and the bad guys, the guy with a gun's face, and the guy with a gun started running, and the homeowner started shooting, and they were having a gunfight. There were shots fired, shots fired. He, see, he, had a, he says, I had a five-month-old baby and my wife inside. And they have now taken away his Second Amendment rights. They've suspended his gun permit. The sheriff called him to say, your carry permit has been revoked because you were yelling at Los Angeles police officers when they came to your home to investigate three days later. He railed that the LAPD investigating carried out sloppy police work, including not even picking up the casing scattered near his home from the bad guy. That was sloppy police work, officers. You leave the freaking evidence on the ground? What, are you kidding me? She said, two guys jumped his fence, tried to force their way into the house, unlock his front door, his baby inside. He has a carry permit. Uh, and, of course, in Los Angeles or California, it's a damn near impossible to get one because, like, New York is freaking ridiculous. They don't give a crap about freedom and rights in, the, in those two states. He said, my situation's unique because it happened at my front door on camera. People sweep it under the rug because it doesn't behoove their political agenda. Facts, uh, the fact is, evil always exists. His home had also been broken into a couple of months ago. His car was just broken into months before that. A group of criminals are targeting other homes in the state. Uh, they're, and they're driving a Dodge Charger with no license plates. Uh, they broke into his neighbor's house uh, a couple of nights before the shootout. <laughs> I mean, they know what's going on. I mean, the, the guy lives there. And the police saw everything, and he said, you guys are doing a really crappy job of taking care of everything. So they took away his permit. I tell you, we got to stop this. There needs to be a freaking revolution. Yeah, oh, by the way, that's California. Why don't you elect that guy's governor president? How about that? How about that? Yeah, oh, a sodomy wife boy, uh, Gavin Newsom, with his wife who gave it up to Harvey Rapestein. My God, four o'clock with a Kimmer Pete and Flounder. What's next? Whoops, it is. Sorry about that. <laughs> that squeaky feedback was at me. <laughs> that was it. That was uh, the camera putting on his headphones uh, right next to the microphone. There we go. It's the Beatles. <laughs> the old Be Real Beatles. Uh, the Kimmer Beatles. Yes. Well, it was on this very day in 2000, Andy White, who played the drums on the Beatles track Love Me Do, which was featured on the new Beatles Greatest Hits album. It was reported that Andy White would not earn enough from it to buy his own copy of the album. <laughs> he got he got seven pounds. He got like eleven dollars uh, to do this session playing the drums for the song Love Me Do. <laughs> Poor bastard. Andy White. Yeah, anyway, there you go, little Beatles. Uh, a couple of birthdays here. RuPaul is 63. Uh, that's a guy, right? Who does, he's the... Uh, yeah. The, the, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a guy. Okay. okay. Uh, in fact, he was just in the news for something, and I forgot what. It probably doesn't matter. But anyway, uh, RuPaul, 65. And uh, Mary Elizabeth Mastriantonio is also 65. She played Al Pacino's sister in Scarface. Made Marion in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and Kelly Bernhardt in Grimm. 
Mary Elizabeth is 65 years old today. I didn't think she was a very good actress. I never thought she was anything to look at. Uh, and on this day, uh, speaking of California, 20 years ago today, 2003, Arnold Schwarzenegger was inaugurated as the governor of California, even though he can't even pronounce the name of the state, California. It took California seven years to terminate him. Oh, sorry. He terminated seven years later. Anyway, how you doing? It's only the camera. 405 on 1063 with Pete Davidson, Flounder. It's Letter Rip Friday. Having a little fun. We're going to talk. We've got a whole bunch of, like, cheating stuff in the news. And by somebody's got a great PR unit for uh, for that cheating service. Uh, unbelievable. Three uh, stories in uh, two different days. Uh, so somebody's doing something right. First of all, a, a quick political thing or two um, uh, with uh, Donald Trump. Apparently, uh, President uh, Joe Crime Family will not be charged uh, about handling uh, mishandling his classified documents. So when he had yeah. in his garage and in the Corvette, you know, well, again, I mean, when, you know, he's just he's just so nice. He is not like Donald Trump was mean. Donald Trump did tweets. Donald Trump, you know, that that hooker in the hotel and everything. And he was a Russian agent. Donald Trump is, you know, a white supremacist and head of the Ku Klux Klan. And Joe Biden is just he's kind of sweet. He's like the old he's kind of an old dad, kind of the uncle. <laughs> you just you love to see him around. So if he had documents in his Corvette in his garage, come on. I mean, and also in the University of Pennsylvania, he had him a lot of different places, some other places in storage units and stuff. But it's, it's Joe. Come on. He, you know, he come out and say, how you doing? to go back to the basement. He's, he's not going to do anything wrong. <laughs> well, Donald Trump, yeah, Joe's not going to be charged for anything. No, he didn't do anything wrong. Well, Donald Trump's a little freaked out about that. He took to his social media thing this morning, complaining of prosecutorial misconduct, mishandling of the documents, okay. Uh, special counsel Robert Herr putting together a critical report of President showers with daughter's conduct, but it's not likely to result in any criminal charges. Donald Trump, of course, uh, fumed on Truth Social about the selective prosecution. Wow. Fake news CNN through a leak with the Department of Justice reported that no charges will be filed in the much bigger than my case of crooked Joe Biden documents. We're living in a very corrupt country. Uh, this guy, prosecutor, appointed in January to investigate Biden's case of documents from his time as vice president, found at his home in Washington, D.C., his home in Wilmington, Delaware, and I think they were also found at University of Pennsylvania and other places. Well, this uh, prosecutor's team has said, uh, we'll have the report ready by the end of the year, but, we're, you know, I mean, we might, it could change, but, you know, it's really not going to do. Yeah, uh, uh, President, uh, uh, the, 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 I was going to call him the president rapist, but, of course, he's denied it is maintaining that he did nothing wrong, and his team was noted. His lawyers quickly notified the Justice Department and cooperated with it a little bit after discovering the documents, and Biden supporters claim he was proactive. He, he tried to, it's a lot big different than Donald Trump, who is a criminal accused of misleading investigators and withholding the documents. They were all right there. Donald Trump had them under lock and key, and they were making deals and everything, and then he did the Mar-a-Lago raid, and then what a crack. What, but this is just nonsense. Uh, the National Archives alerted the Justice Department that Trump had more than 300 classified documents. Everybody knew this. This was the National Archives guy started this. A Trump hater at the National Archives started this. Said, you got to go get that Trump. Oh, okay, well, let's go get that Trump. And by the way, his case is supposed to go to trial next May, but the judge there, another girl, uh, may, uh, may postpone until after the election. I mean, it's kind of, how the hell could you have a trial of Donald Trump for a felony? You could send him to prison for the rest of his life in May, right, uh, four or five, six months before the election for president of the United States, where he's number one candidate and former president. Come on. Mm-hmm.
Unbelievable. The only good news for Donald Trump now is this may be, tra- may be changing. A New York judge, an appeals court judge named David Friedman, has issued a, a stay on the order of the gag order against Donald Trump. This is the, again, there's so many Trump cases. We have Mar-a-Lago, and we're, we're now talking, and not Atlanta. We're talking now about the uh, Letitia James, Attorney General of New York case, suing him and his company, the Trump Organization, for lying about the value of his property, even though, again, the facts of the case are Donald Trump took out a loan and paid it back. The Attorney General of New York says, well, he uh, inflated the cost of his, uh, the value of his properties so he could get a bigger loan which he paid back. The bank is not complaining. Nobody's complaining except Letitia James, whose uh, one goal to be reelected was to go get Donald Trump. Okay, so now, the and, and the Trump in this case is Ergodon, whatever his name is. He's a real slime bag. He's the guy who's been laughing at Trump, who's been telling him to shut up, who's saying, I don't need to hear from you when you're on the stand. Well, conciting, uh, concerns, uh, citing concerns over free speech, this appeals court judge has issued a stay on the gag order. That means Trump can say what he wants. Uh, th- this uh, goofball judge, Ergaron, the uh, former hippie freak, already fined Trump five grand in October 20th, fined him a grand, another 10 grand October 25th for talking, using his free speech mouth. Well, the federal judge said, now, wait a minute, uh, your, your authority to limit Trump's speech is a little iffy here, don't you think? Uh, outside the courtroom, you're telling Trump what he can say outside of the courtroom? Uh, argued that gag orders issued more in criminal trials where there's a fear of fraying a, a swaying a jury. There's no jury. It's only the the the, uh, the judge. And the ruling also applies to Trump lawyers who say, "Well, we don't. We're not going to stop him from saying anything." Uh, Orgadon has been overstaying, uh, overturned his stay with the appeals court. Uh, the whole thing is freaking ridiculous, unconstitutional gag order to, uh, uh, defending myself, Donald Trump, against him as political biased, out of control, Trump-hating clerk, sinking him and linking him with a court of new levels of low is a disgrace. They're defending the worst and least respected attorney general in the United States, Letitia James, who is a worldwide disgrace, as is her legal witch hunt against me. The radical, unprecedented actions of Judge Ergen and Garan and keeping businesses and jobs forever out of New York State. Trump says he did nothing wrong. Letitia James running on a get Trump platform. No kidding. Well, now, finally, an appeals court says, no, you can't be gagging the guy for crying out loud. And, and, and incidentally, I don't know where this came from, but on X today... Twitter, and again, I check it maybe once a day to see if there's something I should know. I'm not good at keeping track of this, and I don't, I don't know how to get on Rumble feed, uh, Faceback, and I don't know how to get YouTube feed, uh, feedback, so I'll, <laughs> when I post my horsey videos, I don't know whether you like them or not. Faceback? Faceback, foosh, fish. Uh, t- <laughs> i got to stop this day face drinking. Twitter. Yeah, face Twitter. <laughs> uh, uh, just breaking, Bruce Spring Cheatstein, Madonna and Taylor Swift, say they will leave the United States if Donald Trump becomes president in 2024. And then Epstein says, 2024 can't come soon enough. Bruce Cheatstein, the latest celebrity to claim he'll leave the United States if Trump's reelected. Hey, this is not an airport. You do not need to announce your departure. No one cares. <laughs> That's the best one so far. And Vince says, in case you needed another great reason to vote for President Trump next year, uh, Madonna, Bruce Spring Cheatstein, and Barbara Streisand have all promised to leave the country if he becomes president again. Uh, and thank you, Bruce Springsteen and Barbara, for agreeing to leave. We appreciate the edit. 
additional reason to vote for the man. Talk is cheap, Bruce, very cheap. I'm not busy next November. I'll freaking help you pack. And one guy says, I got off the Bruce Spring cheat stream, uh, uh, tra- train 20 years ago. My friends at the shore all hate him. I didn't understand why. And then the reason is they hated him because they actually knew him. He's a piece of blank grifter who profits on every cause for profit. And even Taylor Swift says she's going to leave, too. Well, now, what about the Swift? What about uh, Kelsey? What's his name? Uh, 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 what's his name, Well, Kelsey? he's a liberal, too. Yeah, he may be going he's with her. He's a lefty, too. He, yeah. He's doing the, He's pumping this COVID yeah. worthless he's, clot he's, shot he, to everybody. Yeah. He's all over the vaccine, pro-vaccine. And if Taylor goes, I guess he'll go, too. Well, again, I hope they're serious. We, we need to know where they stand. And the Sweltsies and all the rest of them. If Sweltsy leaves, are all the Sweltsies going to go? Well, I hope it's a breakup of the absolute most bitter kind. Yeah, it's going to, and it'll be nasty. <laughs> this would be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never want you back, 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 or ever, ever, ever song, all right. 413 <laughs> with a kipper, feet, and flounder. And we'll talk about cheating and cuffing next on the uh, 106.3 Let It Rip Friday, baby. Look out. I remember when this this the whole thing with the Spice Girls first started. Uh, how unusual! And they were hot and goofy and funny, and and became a whole thing. And then it got the soccer David Beck, Beckham and. Anyway, uh, what a, I mean, well, you got to give them a lot of credit. On this day, 1996, the Spice Girls number one at the UK album chart with their debut release, Spice Girls, went to number one. Five singles came off it Wannabe, Say You'll Be There, Two Become One, Who Do You Think You Are, and Mama. The first single, Wannabe, went to number one in 31 countries, and the other two, Say You'll Be There and Two Become One, topped the charts in 53 countries. Holy cow. Spice Girls, wow. I remember it was, like uh, they were on Letterman one time, and they came out there, and Posh Spice is the one who's married to David Beckham. Yeah. And she's the real skinny, kind of sexy yeah. one. Yeah, And she came out there, and she didn't have a microphone. And she realized she didn't have a microphone exactly when she was about to start lip-syncing, so she had just had to sit there and look like an idiot while the other oh three had, had microphones. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, my God. I'll try and find it. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, let's see. Birthday, birthdays. Uh, Stephen Root is 72. Brilliant character actor. <laughs> Hawthorne Abenson on The Man in the High Castle. Jimmy James on News Radio. The voice of Bill on King of the Hill. The blind art gallery owner in Get Out. And isn't he the guy on Barry? The the uh, the killer uh, yeah. uh, fixer on on the uh, the series yeah. Barry that used to be on HBO. Isn't he also the one? I'm gonna come back and, and burn the whole place. Down yeah, yeah. My, my stapler. Yeah, from uh, from Office Space, and they yeah. try, with the big thick glasses, and they <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to ask you to move your desk back into the uh, back. And I'm gonna get that red stapler from you too. Seeing like, <laughs> yeah, that's the guy, Stephen Root, seventy to the <laughs> seventy two years old today. <laughs> oh man! You know who? He, he, yeah, he always reminds me of a former boss we had. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Now they just now you. Of course, we've been together a long time, so we can, yes, could be a could be a month a month of one of many different uh, of us. Uh, on this day in 1913, I don't get this. When I found it last night and wrote it down, I just still didn't understand it. In Germany, 1913, Kaiser Wilhelm banned his armed forces from dancing the tango. 1913 it was very serious about no tango dancing for you uh, soldiers. <laughs> El Kaiser Meja Robado La Cabella. Oh, yeah, for, well, <laughs> I wish I'd have been there. Uh, 422 with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Coming up, uh, your boy uh, Ashley Madison, the website for cheaters, has got a great PR guy. We'll talk about it in a second. First of all, Another warning for the mom who's got the uh, the homeschool kids in the car, perhaps at this time. We're going to play the Will Smith uh, 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 interesting video here in just a moment because it's the story's back in the news. And again, so we're going to play this soundbite of the guy who was describing activity he caught Will Smith uh, allegedly doing. Well, Will and uh, both Will and Jada, who are by the way, have been separated for seven years. They don't live. They're not. They, I mean, they're still married. They're not going to get a divorce, but they've been living apart. They're separate for seven years now. Well, both of, both of them, Will and Jada, are denying that nonsense about him cheating with another guy uh, in their marriage. Uh, they were interviewed on a Breakfast Club show today, or I guess maybe last night or whatever, uh, and they say they're, uh, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett are planning legal action against the former associate who claims he caught Will Smith uh, having a her fan of her fop with another guy, actor Dwayne oh, Martin. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were on with host uh, Charlemagne the, the God asked uh, Pinkett Smith about debunking rumors in her memoir uh, about the No Soccer Mom chapter where she addresses claims that she and Smith are swingers or gay. And that's when the most recent claims about Smith and Martin came up. This guy, uh, Dwayne Martin, a former uh, uh, associate and actor. Uh, and uh, she said, let me just say this. It's ridiculous, right? I mean, it's nonsense. Is a person who tried to shake down a money shakedown that didn't work. We're going to take legal action because it's one thing to have your opinion about somebody versus just, you know, the claims from the alleged uh, action. And so they said, uh, based on this guy's idea that they were in some way doing business around Will's book, that they wanted money or whatever you have, they needed to be compensated. So already he tried to do this money shakedown. Will was willing to give him a certain amount or what have you, but he didn't take it. So this whole situation's based on that, that he wanted money because he was helped writing Will's book, apparently. Uh, she said she didn't know the details of the deal, but we're going to take some legal action. We are for sure. And uh, it's all as uh, the legal action is because of what you're about to hear. A soundbite of this guy named Dwayne Martin. I'm sorry. Uh, a soundbite of a guy who used to work for Will Smith as his associate who says he walked in to he was looking for Will Smith, trying to find him. And he walked into a dressing room or an area and found. Well, he, here's what he says he found them doing. The actor in Bill. That I, one I walked in on. Who'd you walk in on? Him and Dwayne Martin. Okay. Hollywood is the hurry up and, and, and wait game. So three minutes later after them telling me, hey, you got eyes on Will. You got, we, we, we need him to come watch this. So I'm running all over the, the, the studio. He's not in his dressing room. I go to the cafeteria. I'm like, well, but I see his car there. I'm like, where's this guy at? So now I'm holding Dwayne down too. So I have the keys to his dressing room. So I'm like, yo, and they're calling my, my they, I'm on walkie-talkie, and they're calling my cell phone. Yo, we need to get Will here. I'm like, yo, kind of down. Like, I'm trying to find is like, this is, this is unlike him, right? 
So I, I open the um, door to Dwayne's dressing room, and that's when I see Dwayne <laughs> and having sex with Will. Let me process that for a second. There was a couch, and um, Will was bent over on the couch, and Dwayne was standing up, killing him. <laughs> murder. Like, murder. It was murder in there. Loitalizing <laughs> <laughs> him. Right there. Right there. <laughs> Anyway, that's what he says. Now, the, 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 uh, Will and Jada are going to take legal action, they say. But this Good. guy's name is Bilal, as the guy I was talking about. He's a representative. He used to work for Will Smith and take care of him and everything. He has said, I quote, I stand by all my statements. There was no shakedown, period. Jada is being untruthful. I have the evidence. Everything was addressed in my full interview with Tasha Kay prior to Jada's comments. Evidence. Aha, uh-huh. I don't know. I, I imagine he snapped a picture or video on the phone or something. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, by the way, coming up shortly, we're going to talk about this whole business with Ashley Madison, the uh, cheating website. And there, has been, there have been three different stories over two days that have a different angle that all relate back to Ashley Madison. So someone at that company is doing a great PR job getting different news sources to release a a news story of a different kind, three different news stories, all linking to what Ashley Madison has just come up with. Uh, First, 427. This is uh, a little bit of a sad story, I must say. And it's also a bizarre story. We'll get to the bizarre part. They're still being bizarre in freaking South Yorkshire, England. Uh, But here's the story. You may remember the uh, NHL, the hockey player, Adam Johnson. He was uh, 29 years old, and he was uh, skating in a competition, and uh, the uh, former Pittsburgh Penguin player was playing in a Challenge Cup game between the Nottingham Panthers and the Sheffield Steelers at Sheffield's Utilita, or whatever it is, arena in October. And during the second period, uh, during the hockey game, his uh, I'm reading what the story says here. His neck was slashed by a skate blade. Matt Petgrave of Sheffield had collided with another player, causing his skate, uh, his, causing his skate to go up in the air. The Nottingham Panthers released a statement calling it a freak accident. Now, here's the weird part of the story before I get to the sad part, the even sadder part of the story. The South Yorkshire police have since arrested a man on suspicion of manslaughter. They have not released the identity of the suspect who was released on bail Wednesday. What, you got to, what the hell are you talking about? It was the guy who slashed his neck with a skate on the ice. Who else was there? I mean, what a bunch of idiots. They haven't released the name. We saw the video. And, they're, and, the, and the ball club, the hockey team, is claiming that he hit another player, causing his skate to go up in the air. A bourgeois. I didn't see that. On the, did you see that in the video, Pete? I didn't see that. No. Anyway, uh, here's, the, here's the other part of the story, which I'm leaving for the end part of it, because it's just uh, at least just something to think about. The, uh, the dead skater, former Pittsburgh Penguin, who is now skating for a team in England, Adam Johnson, the 29-year-old hockey player, had a girlfriend. Her name is Ryan Wolf, And she was uh, going through when the family uh, uh, told her what was going on. The family informed her of his plans 
because she found a ring in their apartment in England, and the family said, yes, he was going to ask you to marry him. Uh, and she found the ring in their apartment in England right after he had been killed with a slash to the neck by the other hockey player's skate. Well, there was a memorial service, and the young lady who was going to be his bride read a letter that she wrote, part of which I'll read here. I'm so happy to have loved you and been unconditionally loved by you. You made me so insanely happy, and it feels like an understatement to say we were boyfriend and girlfriend or fiancés. I've never really felt like there was a label that could describe us, how well we fit, how in sync and aware of one another we were, how we agreed about everything under the sun, even if sometimes you like to disagree with me on little things like the quickest way home or the best brand of peanut butter. To me, you were everything. You were my home, my best friend, my sounding board, my rock, my safe haven, and the love of my life. I'm never going to stop thinking about you, missing you, and loving you until we can be together again. I love you. That's his girlfriend, Ryan. He was going to ask her to marry him, and she found the ring in their house. 4.30 with the Kimmer Peyton Flounder. Letter Rip Friday, and coming up, it's actually Madison time for all you cheaters with a Kimber Feed Flounder. And the Flounder's funny. Flounder, we'll do a Flounder's funny right off the bat coming up here. Oh, my God, here we go. Hey, 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 how's it going? 437 with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. And wham! I skipped one. I, that's because it didn't sound like wham. I thought I was no. waiting, for, waiting, waiting for the go-go, and I no. thought that's the, sound this like is the wham. one below. This is uh, the Who. Now the Who, of course, yes. Their double album, Quadrophenia, entered the uh, British album chart, peaking at number two, which is kind of surprising. I thought that was one of their Genius. biggest ever. Quadrophenia, um, uh, genius album? Is that what you said? Uh, I, yeah. I, I totally Movie believe you. Two. Uh, in 1973, on this day, the Who's double album, Quadrophenia, entered the chart number two. Two uh, full-scale rock operas from the Who, the other being 1969 Tommy. The 1979 film, based on the story, stars Phil Daniels, Toa Wilcox, Ray Winstone, Michael L. Nick, and Sting. The Who, uh, Quadrophenia. There you go. Okie dokie. Uh, quick birthday, Martin Scorsese. Goodfellas, Raging Bold, The Departed, Apple TV's Western Killers of the Flower Moon. Martin Scorsese, the director, is 81 today. And a good actor. He's done some acting stuff, too. And when, uh, things he's appeared in, he's pretty interesting. Uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, they, uh, now we'll do a history note here. 2003, 20 years ago this day, former soldier John Muhammad is found guilty of one count in his sniper shooting spree with 17-year-old Lee Boyd Malvo. They killed 10 wounded others during a three-week rampage. Five months later, Mohammed was sentenced to death. And I forgot, did the kid get life in prison? I think he got life, didn't he? I'm not sure if he got a chance to parole or not. I'm trying to remember whether they felt sorry for him because he was a teenager under the influence of this, idiot, this freaking psychopath. And by the way, you have to wonder. I mean, the kid was 17. Uh yeah, how, how the hell did that ever get started? I kind of forgotten the story behind it, to be honest with you. I, I, I don't know if he was a family friend or I don't know how they got. I, I can't remember. Isn't that funny? 20 years ago, and I cannot remember um, anything about how what they're, how they got paired up or why they started this or anything. I don't remember. It faded from the news rather quickly, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, 439. Uh, I terrible. It was three weeks. Remember, it was, every, it was wounding people filling up their car with gas. And uh, anyway, uh, 439, 439 with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Let's do a little. Let's do a little oh, my God. I was going to talk to people. Oh. Uh, well, what do you, oh, my God. You, uh, yeah, what, what's up, Flounder? What do this you got? This is uh, Anthony, our favorite, Anthony Jeselnik. Oh, actually. <laughs> is that how is it? Jes- Jeselnik. Yeah, yes. that's what I said. Right. <laughs> my grandmother is suffering from dementia right now. Uh, she forgets who she is, wanders out of the house, and gets lost for hours. It's a problem. Uh, so what I did is I tied a bell around her neck. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds inhumane, sure, but problem solved. <laughs> I mean, that thing is really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> If you're not laughing right now, (laughs) the problem is your imagination. (laughs) Don't get mad at me because you don't know how big bells can get. (laughs) Uh, 440 with a camera, Pete and Flounder. Oh, uh, Pete, I I, I sprung this on you. uh, we've talked about the love letter of the uh, the uh, hockey player's uh, would-be bride, although he died before he could give her the ring, uh, to ask her to marry him. Uh, uh, what's the story of a, a guy caught cheating and now he's going on social media to try to... Uh, he yeah. doesn't know what to... What do you mean? He doesn't know what to do? Uh, <clears throat> I can think of like a couple things right off top of my head, but again, uh, anyways, uh, now what's the story in this guy? What's the deal? Well, you know, some people, they don't want to do the wrong thing. They don't know exactly what they're supposed to do legally or something like that, so he went on Facebook to ask people. His name is Thomas, and he went on Facebook. He says, so I've suspected for some time that a gal I've been seeing is cheating on me. The usual red flags. She turns her phone away from me while texting, is always going out with her girlfriends, Mm. uh, new underwear all the time. I try to stay awake when she comes home at night, but I always fall asleep. Anyways, last night around midnight, I decided to hide under my truck and wait for her to come home. Shortly afterwards, a car pulled in the driveway. She got out buttoning up her shirt. She then took out her panties and slipped them on under her dress. It was then, at that moment, while I was lying under my truck, that I noticed a hairline crack in the rear shock mounting bracket. Is that something I can weld, or does the whole bracket need to be replaced? If it can be welded, does anyone have a welder I can borrow? You know, you are so freaking funny. Well, he had a serious question to the people of Facebook, and oh my God! <laughs> well, it's like the guy who's uh, you know his wife ran away with somebody, and the, he called the cops, and the cops asked for a description. He said, "Well, she's I think she's like like under six feet, and I think her hair is blonde." And he described the getaway car. Yeah, it's a nineteen seventy four Impala's green with a bright hubcap. You know, because. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, uh, well, it kind of leads us into the Golden Bachelor. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know. In fact, you know, our sweet Amanda, I love this girl, where she's our uh, the uh, commandant of our uh, social media campaign here at the radio station. Uh, and she's, I mean, she's a young girl, 20-something, uh, and, uh, you know, and, and single and dating and something in the world. And so, and, uh, and she's been watching the show, too, because we've been talking about it, and it's getting really creepy. Now, Flounder, you, you saw part of it, and Miss Veronica also, we agreed on this girl, Teresa, has got to go. I mean, she's yeah. So we, I mean, I we she turned it on, and then she just kind of noted, I guess, from her demeanor, the way she talks, that she kind of seemed a little fake. I guess. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know. I and mean, then she I, just said, uh, "Oh, by the way, I love you." <laughs> well, the, here's the problem. Last night, the this, this show it's the old, the Golden Bachelor. He's seventy-five or six, whatever years old, and all the women are paired. It's the Bachelor series, and all the women were paired down. He's got two of them now. One of them is Teresa, and the other one is Leslie. Uh, and uh, Teresa is uh, just a nightmare to me. I, I just, uh, just a horrible nightmare of a person. Uh, and I'm sure that's not uh, legitimate or makes any sense to anybody. But I just don't like her in any way. Uh, and so now, and so they had the. Uh uh, a couple things about the show. It's a little uh, get a little kinky. It's now they they were at the resort now in Costa Rica, and they had the the opportunity if the girls wanted to uh, one at a time. It was one date one uh, day. He's down to the last two girls, so he had a date with Leslie first, and the next day with uh, with Teresa. So what the deal is when they get to they get to talking, have a little dinner, and then the the host comes out and says, "Here's an envelope for you," or whatever. They give her the envelope, and the in the envelope uh, it says. Uh, uh, if you do not want to spend the night alone tonight, we have available the fantasy suite or the sodomy special or whatever they're calling it, if you should so choose. And so then uh, then Gary, the bachelor, uh, says, well, I'm in for Are you up for it? Are you in? Are you all in? She says, I'm all in. I'm all in. And there's the key there in the envelope. So then they go into the, the, to the love room. Uh, and uh, this is where, where it gets starting to get a little weird. Uh, Leslie is 64. She's a fitness instructor. She's been married twice before and divorced. Uh, and she said, and, and by the way, her ex-husband's listening must be going nuts about this because she said, well, I've been married twice before, but I've never felt like I feel with you that I feel forever with you. I just feel forever with you. Uh, and and she, they had to rappel down a waterfall, and he's so proud of her. And, you know, their barriers are down. And uh, and so he, he wants to ask him. Uh, quite, it sounds to me like the whole thing is being scripted all of a sudden. This guy acts more like a like a host trying to figure out what's going on between the two girls. Anyway, uh, they're in, they get into the bedroom, and it's really, really hot. Really, really hot. And so, uh, uh, she, you know, hold on. I get to the note here on the, uh, the thing. Oh, uh, so... She says, boy, is it hot in Because they're making out on the bed. And she says, it's so hot in here. It's so hot in here. And they look, and he says, oh, my God, the thermostat is set to 80. And, and he says, oh, she says, oh, my God. And he says, well, what, what do you like it, like 70? And she says, no, 69. Ah. Oh. And then they cut to the next morning waking up having their coffee in bed. <laughs> he, he says now he he regrets doing this. He thinks he made a mistake. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out in two weeks from now. We get to the final decision. But I, I saw the pre, the tease for the next uh, next show in two weeks. It's going to be nothing but cheers. He's going to be bawling the whole freaking time because yeah. he doesn't know what he's. I mean, I, who didn't know this? And one of them is going to blow her freaking head off. I'm telling you, just this makes me sick. I tell you, sick. 446 with the Kiver Fetus flounder. <laughs> Look out. Now with a bang in there, gentlemen. Uh, 451 with Wham! <laughs> yeah, we all wham. And what's this guy's name? Michael? Somebody, Mike? George Michael? Is that it? I think it's George Michael. That is correct. Go, wham number one on this day in 1984. Holy cow. Almost 40 years ago? 
Yeah. Holy smokes. Uh, the album was Make It Big, number one in the singles chart, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. His inspiration for the song was Scribbled Note, left by his Wham! partner Andrew Ridgely for Andrew's parents, originally intended to read Wake Me Up Before You Go, but with Up accidentally written twice, Ridgely wrote Up uh, Go-Go twice on purpose. Wake me up before you go. Anyway, so that's a theory behind the song. It's a little note. Uh, I can believe he got myrtleized. I bet you so. Uh, oh, by a special birthday of note, uh, see if you recognize uh, this voice. Flounder, if you would, sir. Yes, I was almost ready to almost recognize. We're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington. And Michigan, and then we're going to Washington D.C. to take back the White House. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Howard Dean, a senator, right? If I'm not mistaken, where I forgot where he's from. New Hampshire. Where was he from? Some Vermont or Hampshire, yeah, one of those places. Maine, maybe up there. Some New England. Howard Dean. Oh my God, seventy-three years old today. <laughs> That lost him the election uh, right there. Yeah, well, he was a crackpot. Yeah, I mean, he sounded like it. Uh, oh, we got a special Skynet coming up. Hold everything. Uh, to the phones, to the phones, 404-741-1230. It's Swatoom. Swatoom, how's it going? Happy Friday, sir. What's up? Happy Friday, Taylor. Yes, sir. Hey, I just want to let you uh, tell you a story about when I bought my first house, when I met my first na- uh, first-time neighbor. I bought a house like 10 years ago, and uh, about 11 o'clock at night, my front door opens up and closes, and my wife is like, is that somebody just opened the door? Huh. So I was like, yeah, and we have a rule in my house. If she takes the gun, if I jump on the floor, she starts shooting. <laughs> no question about it. And... So I go there and I look, look like I pick my head through on the side of the corner, and it's this uh, 70 plus year old lady with a candle standing inside my house. <laughs> and I was like, can I? I was like, can I help you, ma'am? And she's like, Oh, I'm your neighbor. I'm the first house on the the call sack. I just can't wait to set, uh, uh, welcome you to neighborhood. I brought you candle. <laughs> and then my wife pops up and she's like, Ma'am, it's 11 o'clock at night. And she's like, yeah, I know, I know, but I have urgent matter, uh, urgent issue to talk to you about. About me, like, okay. Urgent issue to and talk to you about? Like, yeah. Yeah, and she's like, well, I heard your uh, husband have a Russian accent, and I heard that the Russians have a bear as a, a pet. So I was just wondering if I could borrow your pet to kill my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming, of course, later you had a bear. That, <laughs> yeah. Later on, we found out that they are crackheads. And guess what? She was 35 years old. Oh, my. And you thought she was 70? Oh, crackhead. That'll yeah, do it. she was just some oh, crazy oh. woman. Holy. Yeah, that was my first experience of the Welcome to My Neighborhood. Yeah, I got (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, Great story, Swatoob. Have a great weekend, my friend, and happy Thanksgiving in advance, too. All right, we'll talk to you later, man. Please, won't you be? (laughs) 455. Holy cow. (laughs) Anyway, uh, let's see. I'm going to talk to the Golden Bachelor. It's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be a nightmare. He says it's the the second worst thing in his life after his wife dying, him doing this show.
Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure of it. And I saw the tease for, and I don't, I don't want to know. I'm going to watch it in two weeks. It's after Thanksgiving they're going to do it. Uh, but again, you know, the whole, the very thought of it. And, and also, for the record, I mean, uh, you know, they show them and they get in bed, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, she's, she's got her leg wrapped, you know, draped over his midsection, and so, I mean, it's, you know, I don't know. And, but the thing, you know, the, uh, uh, some of the things they're saying. Uh, let's see. Um, she's in uh, talking about her future. Um, uh, we didn't get enough sleep. Da, 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 da. Uh, Teresa runs and jumps. Da, 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 da. Think what's going on. She's uh, oh, apparently her her husband died. His wife died. So they feel they have a, a special bond because they lost their their uh, spouses by death. Um, uh, it sounds he felt. Well, I don't know. I'm just holding. Just makes me horrible. She's talking about. Uh, She's feeling like this is the first day of the rest of my life. Uh, I saw a new side of me when we were together last night. It's <laughs> like I woke up next to my husband. And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a couple just, of them. Anyway, I don't know. The whole thing just creeps me out. And I'm just, of course, I'm all furious about the diet because, you know, when you do everything to have this happen, <laughs> the last part of your life to have the one you oh bought. Yeah, there we go. Well, at least I was able to make it available for someone else to enjoy the last part of their life. That's so, true. Uh, I'm, I'm a giver. A giver. I'm, I'm a giver. You're a I, giver. I, you know, to make someone else happy like that, is just, you know, I mean, who am I to stand in the way of uh, someone you care about to be happy, uh, happy with yeah. someone else? You know, it's kind of a special yeah. thing. All right, 457. <laughs> I'm all a little something there. A special uh, Skynet with uh, Pete Davis here. 450, we have time for that? We have something special, I guess, think. Here we go. <laughs> That's what they say. Pete Davis with Skynet. What's up with our AI file? Let me scare the hell out of you here for a second. All right. Do you know who Larry Page is? Larry Page. I don't. I don't think I do. Where Nick Bilton has written an article in Vanity Fair, the October issue. It's called uh, Future Tense. Larry Page co-founded Google. He's on the board of Alphabet, oh. which is another big thing. Yeah. Has not done one public interview for the last eight years. But in 2018, he was called before the Senate Intelligence Committee. He refused to go. He didn't show up. Okay, so a few years ago, the uh, Nick, the uh, writer's friend, was sitting next to Larry Page at a dinner, and they started talking. Mm -hmm. And Page started talking about the progression of technology and how it was inevitable that humans will eventually create super-intelligent machines. And in his view, once that happened, those machines would quickly find no use for us humans, and they would simply get rid of us. So his friend goes, what do you mean, get rid of us? <laughs> like a sci-fi writer delivering a pitch for a new apocalyptic story idea, Page explained that these robots would become far superior to us very quickly, and if they no longer needed us on Earth, that would be the natural order of things. And I quote, it's just the next step in evolution, end quote. At mm. first, his friend assumed Page was joking. He goes, no, I'm serious. When my friend argued that this is really an effed-up way of thinking about the world, Page grew angry and accused him of being a speciesist. <laughs> For All species, right. in favor of, of a living species, I'm guessing. Right. Yeah. So uh, Elon Musk says he has to say he used to be friends with Page, but not anymore because he called Musk a species too. Because Musk, Musk said, you really uh, want digital superintelligence, basically digital God, as soon as possible. And Page is going, oh, yeah. So let's stop for a moment and unpack Man. this. Larry Page, the founder of one of the world's biggest companies, a company that employs thousands of engineers that are building artificial intelligence machines right now, believes that 
AI will and should become so smart and so powerful and so formidable. And one day it will need us dumb, pathetic humans no more. And it will say, get rid of us. And he's okay with that. In fact, Nick Soares is another expert. says, I think there's a good chance my friend's kids will never grow up. If I had a child today, I wouldn't expect them to see their eighth birthday. And he doesn't think anyone will be around on Earth in the next decade if the people like Larry Page keep doing what they're doing. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, good night, everybody. It's 5 o'clock. That's it for us. Holy smokes. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hey, Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today, accentroofingservice.com. Let's get it together, ladies. Left shoulder, right up flank. Ready on your dog, target. guards out. <laughs> Look out, 503, and it's only me. It's only the Kimmer. With Pete Davis, sidekick producer and sports raconteur extraordinaire, and the mechanical mangler at the controls, Flounder. How you doing? It's Letter Rip Friday. Anything goes. Here's a number, 404 741 1230. Uh, we love phone calls on Fridays. Let her rip anything goes like every other day, of course. We've got a whole bunch of stuff going on. we got uh, Flounder's Funnies. we got uh, Holy Crap at Sports in a few minutes. A lot of stuff going on in the sports world, too, I think. I heard a couple things that uh, we'll be talking about later on. Um, and um, uh, the stories and issues and what's going on uh, with the, uh, the birthplace of Jesus. Well... <laughs> I, uh, by the way, I didn't hear the, all that doggy disease story. Did you hear any of that, Flounder? There was, there's some new doggy disease going around. And uh, so if you have a dog, be, uh, check it out. Google whatever the heck the new disease is. I just heard I just a glimpse of it just a second ago, and I haven't seen it on the news yet. But if you have a dog and you're concerned, like I know Miss Veronica in Winston, uh, there's some new dog, a, 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 like it starts like with a kennel cough or something, and they get lackadaisical and don't eat. And But I, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't hear any of the specifics or what it's to do about it. It's news to me, so I'll have to ask her when I get yeah. home. But again, uh, for folks listening, you, you if you have a dog and you're concerned, there's, it started in Oregon and now it's spreading or something or something going around. Uh, and I don't know whether it's just if you have a dog in a kennel or whether it's everywhere or whatever. Anyway, so uh, uh, Google what's going on with a, a new dog disease just to check it out. And I'm sorry I don't know more, but I, I didn't hear it. In a, it's not on the news yet, at least on my feed. Uh, okay, 505. So that's a great start, Peterson. <laughs> 
Ladies and gentlemen, first, I don't know what I'm talking about. Secondly, here's the latest on uh, the birthplace of Jesus. The birthplace of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Bethlehem has torn down all the Christmas decorations. <laughs> the ancient city located in the West Bank, the birthplace of Jesus Christ, <clears throat> has declared uh, via social media and official spokespeople that decorations installed years before are being taken down because of the conflict between Israel and Hamas. The crews announced dismantling the Christmas decorations in the city's neighborhood, all festive appearances in honor of the martyrs and in solidarity with our people in Gaza. A spokesman acknowledged the campaign to take down the Christmas decorations. The reason is the general situation in Palestine. People are not really into any celebration. They are sad, angry, and upset. Our people in Gaza are being massacred and killed in cold blood. Therefore, it is not appropriate at all to have such festivities here in Bethlehem while there is a massacre happening in Gaza and attacks in the West Bank. Well, uh, Bethlehem happens to be uh, mostly Muslim. Yes, Bethlehem has been steady decline in their population of Catholics or Christians since uh, the mid-20th century. In, in fact, in 1950, Christians made up 80% of Bethlehem. Today, it's 10%. And in fact, of all of Israel, the entire country of Israel, there are only 185 Christians in the whole place. That's two per- less than 2%. And Bethlehem, the birthplace of Jesus Christ, is now ripping down all the Christmas celebrations because those darn Jews are slaughtering innocent Palestinian children. Oh, there could be a message for me now. <laughs> I wonder who this is. I'll bet it's uh, a daisy. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I've got, oh, God. Oh, I've got a doctor's appointment uh, coming up. Oh. Uh, in, oh, in, in December. Good, i got plenty of time. Uh, here, the VA, another medical. <laughs> it's only been like a year now we've been working on these things. Anyway, that's fine. That's fine. 507. Sorry, sorry I didn't mean to get distracted. Uh, but a medical thing, i got to take it. Okay, now the Israeli stuff. This is uh, something new happened. The Israeli Defense Forces have now released a, a new video of what's called the Aero 3 Air Defense System, which is an exo-atmospheric missile and the first time it's been used in combat in wartime, in space. It's an Aero 3 interceptor missile developed with a joint venture with them in Israel and with our defense agency in America, the most sophisticated of Israel's air defenses, targeting incoming ballistic missiles, and apparently it worked. They sold their selling to Germany for $3.5 billion apiece because we, we, we have to say it's okay because we made part of the damn things. Anyway, uh, so they're using the special stuff. Uh, and uh, in a moment, we're going to talk about the, re- uh, re- the reaction of some of the uh, people around the country with, with TikTok and what they've done. A quick update on that uh, uh, animal thing you were yeah, talking the doggy about. Disease. Veronica just texted me. Similar to a kennel cough, but sounds more deadly. Easily transmittable in kennels or places of boarding. Hence why she doesn't ever board Winston. Yeah. And you also have to be careful at parks, too. Oh, get in, t- in contact with other... Oh, yeah. man, here we go. Oh, brother. Is there nothing about a vaccine or a treatment or anything like that? No, I mean, that's I think all, it's all the all details new. I yeah. have. Yeah. Anyway, if you're a dog owner, uh, check out this new uh, kennel cough-like symptom, uh, and, but it's a lot worse. And I did hear her say something. The dog will stop eating, uh, no appetite, get really lazy and lethargic and stuff. So, obviously, uh, any unusual sign your dog, check it out. Go to the vet because we don't want to take any chances. Uh, sorry about that. 509. Okay, well, thank you, uh, uh, Flounder. Uh, uh, appreciate the uh, 
Update. And now, uh, oh, TikTok, these TikTok people, uh, the son of one of the guys who died on 9-11, who perished in the World Trade Center, Brett Eagleson, was 15 years old when his dad was killed because of the 9-11 attack. And he is outraged that these, the, the, the bin Laden letter to America is all over freaking TikTok. And uh, Pete, give us the update. Uh, TikTok apparently has been, uh, I wouldn't say embarrassed because it's a Chinese communist uh, enterprise. And they're, of course, uh, print, they're printed, reprinted the letter of bin Laden's letter to America on why we were helping the Jews. And that's why we needed to be slaughtered on 9-11, why they attacked us. And some of the reaction that this kid was 15 and lost his father. And now he's saying, you know, this is hard to watch and believe these uh, TikTokers would be taken seriously. What's the matter with these people? Uh, they're giving uh, radical terrorist credibility. I wouldn't hesitate in a second to take them hostage or kill them and their families based solely on their skin color or religion or nationality or their gender preference. These people, yeah, exactly. And by the way, if you take civilians as hostages to use as human shields for you to be able to commit your dastardly deeds and knowing that they can't respond the way they normally would because you've taken their civilians, including babies, as human shields, you are less than human and you deserve to burn in hell. And uh, uh, thank God there are people who are going to help you make the journey. I mean, what kind of people are these? Babies, children, hostages, and uh, finding more dead ones now. I don't know what we're, I don't know what they're waiting for. I don't know why they're I don't know why they just haven't gone into every house and every cellar and every basement in the entire freaking Gaza Strip, just all of it, and say, "Here we are, and we're going to round you all up and figure out what's going on later." And see who fights back. If you fight back, bang, you're dead, right there. And anybody who supports you, I, I honestly, I, I don't know what. I mean, what the hell? What are they waiting for? Anyway, I don't know. Uh, but uh, this business with the TikTok. Pete, what did they do on TikTok? Uh, obviously, it's a, kind, a Chinese communist operation, so they're, they want to uh, you know, stow all this, uh, this fiery rhetoric and hatred toward the Jews. Uh, but what, uh, what's the latest now? Anything on what they're happening, trying to take it down or what? Well, was earlier they were saying they were taking down and scrubbing some of the Gen Zers' comments about the, you know, liking Osama and liking what he said and saying, we're having existential crisis, I don't know what to believe, and all this no. other crap. I mean, basically, a dead guy who's been dead for a decade plus, yeah. a guy who killed 3,000 innocent Americans, that he puts out one letter years ago that gets recycled, and these idiots fall for it. Well, That's and, how and, stupid they and, are. And it's because of the communist Chinese boss was meeting with his con uh, Chinese counterpart, our president, uh, and all, and, and the Israeli Hamas thing, and it all ties together against the Jew. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Uh, in fact, now the education department, uh, notice how all of a sudden the administration of the uh, Biden is, is now coming out with trying to be strong about condemning all the, uh, you know, the, uh, the uh, terrorism and stuff like that. And now the education department saying we're going to have an, uh, an investigation over anti-Semitism and, and Islamophobia. Notice they can't really quite say they're going to crack down on the no. Jew hating at colleges. Uh, they're going after uh, Cornell and Columbia, Lafayette College, Wellesley College, University of Pennsylvania. Uh, uh, the Cooper Union for Advancement of Science, Kansas Mays uh, Unified School District, uh, and they're and they're going you they're going after uh, anti-Semitism, but they're also going after Islamophobia. So they're saying, well, we're going after anybody who does something with, with fear of harassment or some schools of incidents of violence, so forth. If you are perceived to be Jewish or Muslim or Arab or Sikh or any other ethnicity, and you have a thing, we're investigating all of it. So they're not saying you're investigating all this 
this Jewish hatred on the campuses. They're saying we're investigating anybody who says anything of a racial or ethnic uh, thing. So they can cover the ass so they huh. can say, well, we aren't, we aren't trying to condemn the Palestinians. We're, we're investigating the people against them, too. <laughs> Wait, but there's the same, the same people say you can't say all lives matter. You can right. only say black lives exactly. matter. Exactly. Exactly. What a, what a bunch of crap. Uh, boy, I feel so much better. They're really protecting us, aren't they, in your families? <laughs> oh, God. Holy crap, it's sports is coming up. 513. Look out. All right, look out. It's 517 with a Cameron Pete and Flounder. And coming up, comparing the president's first day to today. But we got all the news to cover. First, it's sports time, my friends. And that means holy crap, it's sports with Pete Davis. Remember all that squawking from the national media led by the losers from L.A. telling us that Dodgers outfitter Mookie Betts was oh. the National League most valuable player? Oh, no question. He was he had wrapped up in, you know, in July. It was God. a done deal. Oh, it was done. Especially the BS being spewed by that fat, bald L.A. Times dipstick <laughs> Bill Plasky, oh, the God. beta male who hates Waffle Houses in Atlanta. It must have come as a shock to old Billy Boy when Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Braves was yeah. named the unanimous winner of the NL MVP Thursday yes. night. Yes, he is. As the sports writers finally got something right. Both Acuna and Shohei Otani in the American League, unanimous. The first time that's voting uh, began in 1931 that that has happened. Wow. So, that that yeah. really? Nobody, Mookie did not get a first place vote? I don't believe so. Wow, that's, a, that's huge. Well, of course, Ronald Acuna says, had all those records, my lord. Yeah. yeah, Ronald says it's always been a dream of his. He learned the award getting ready to play for his hometown team, Los Tiburones, down in Venezuela. They delayed the game for an hour so he could uh, watch that and wow. see their award. That's pretty nice. Very cool. He Bye. promptly singled in the first inning, then later hit a two-run monster homer to right center. Heck, I hope he doesn't wear himself out or hurt something or pull a groin or, you know, a thing. By the way, just for the record, uh, this, is, this is how your uh, uh, Al Jazeera constipation AJC newspaper uh, is, is going. This is how uh, up-to-date they are on the news. Uh, this morning's paper... This morning's paper, 5.30 this morning, I get in the paper, and look at the thing, and it says, question mark, did Acuna win the award? In other words, they didn't even know it's 6 o'clock last night. They stopped working. They didn't have a guy who could find out that Acuna won to put it in the freaking newspaper since 6 o'clock last night. That, Stop that, the presses. My God. I mean, that's, uh, you know, the news stops like at four, 3 in the afternoon the day before. That's how much your news counts the next day. My Lord. Anyway, sorry. Betts came in second, and no knock on him. He's a great player yeah. in person. Freddie Freeman came in third, somehow ahead of Matt Olson, who had the better season by all the markers that really count, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, Ronald joined seven other Braves franchise MVPs and the first to win since Freeman in 2020. So who are the other six? Can you name them? The other six uh, award winners? Uh, MVP oh, Braves winners. Uh, well, we had Dale Murphy. Uh, we had, uh, didn't we have uh, our uh, um, our uh, accountant pitcher with the glasses? Uh, nope. Nope. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, how could be Chipper? Didn't Chipper get a year? Chipper, 1999. Chipper. Yeah, Chipper got a year. So. Yeah, um, that's two. Uh, wow, let me think. Uh, Hank Aaron. Yeah, Hank Aaron in 57 in Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, that's what, four? Uh, two, something like that. Two more? Oh, my Lord. You're missing one. T- you're missing three. Uh, uh, oh, oh, Phil Necro. No. 
Oh. I'll tell you. Terry Pendleton in 91. Oh, I forgot a, him. That's right. A guy named Bob Elliott in 1948. Yeah, well. And Johnny Evers in 1914 of Tinkers to Evers to Chance. I'll be darned. Ah, cool. cool. Getting lost in all the Braves news as they made a big trade late Thursday night. Michael Soroka yeah. will have to complete his journey back to the majors yeah. as a member of the White Sox. Poor bastard. Yeah. I can think of no worse fate than being oh. traded to the to second Chicago favorite team in and Chicago. And the south side of Chicago. Oh, boy. Maybe the A's, I guess. Oh, Lord. And just before midnight last night, the Braves acquired lefty reliever Aaron Bummer from the Sox in exchange for, of course, Soroka. Infielder Nicky Lopez, lefty uh, Jared Schuster, shortstop Braden Shoemake, and right-handed pitcher Riley Goins. Uh, Bummer is 30 years old at a 6.79 ERA last season. Wow, but before what? that, uh, two years, he was in the three. So, you yeah. know, he's supposed to be pretty good uh, lefty. So they're bringing him around. Well, they gave up the five guys. guys. I mean, that, that's a lot of people in a trade. He better be good. Well, they're cutting out a lot of uh, salary, too. Yeah. They're trying to cut down and getting some people on and the And Soroka, well, I, I wish him well. I feel bad about yeah. the fact he came back too soon, I think, probably, or whatever. Anyway, I wish him well. And the Braves just sent righty reliever Nick Anderson, Mr. Anderson, uh, to Kansas City for cash. Oh, my. Cash. Talk about picking the absolute worst day to make a major announcement. Uh-oh. The Rome Braves <laughs> let the world know their new name yesterday, the same day the big club had three major announcements. <laughs> <laughs> they have a new The Rome Braves. What, well, what now? They will officially, henceforth, be yeah. known as yeah. the Rome Emperors. Emperors? It's a hard Emperor. word to say. You can't use that's not a good word. But the logo is cute. In fact, it's for Emperor Penguins. Oh my God. Yeah. They have Roman font and all that stuff. And everyone says, wait a minute, there's no Emperor Penguins in Georgia. And a team would like to point out there are no Bengals in Cincinnati or Grizzlies <laughs> in Memphis either. Uh, emperors are the largest of all penguins. They reach up to 100 centimeters tall. For us Americans, that's 3.2 feet, which is almost enough to look into Ozzy Albee's eyes <laughs> and gaze into well, that's a dare. I mean, it's, I guess, cute to be a pe- Well, why penguin? I mean, what, of all the it's a good logo. Yeah, okay. Good logo. Right. I like that. Okay. Uh, Michigan says linebackers coach Chris Partridge has been relieved of his duties effective immediately. Uh, it comes a day after Michigan said it was dropping its legal case against the Big Ten, and Coach Jim Harbaugh will now serve his three-game suspension levied by the conference. Supposedly, uh, he didn't cooperate with the investigation, so I guess this means Partridge didn't sing? <laughs> Partridge didn't Partridge sing. Partridge May I interest you in <laughs> South Florida at Texas San Antonio tonight? I, I'll, I'll probably check it out as I take the kind of take. I don't work on the show to, uh, on Friday nights. I kind of relax, so I'm going to have some popcorn. Yeah, and put shows. on a, a thing. Well, yeah, in fact, <laughs> no, very funny. In fact, when I had that picture, the video the other day that you caught me when I was doing my cutting and pasting, literally with scotch tape, trying to put the show together, yeah. and you're secretly video freaking me on your freaking phone video freak, uh, and, and I got a reaction to it. Somebody said, Oh, oh, you do show prep? <laughs> Very oh, <I> funny. Like <laughs> uh, well, how about Colorado? Coach Dion. Oh, in yeah, I'm definitely. State. Is that on TV tonight? No, you won't be. It's 1030 at night. Oh, You'll I'm not going to be. I'll be gone. Yeah. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow had to leave the loss in yeah. Baltimore last night. Uh, he is gone for the season. Right wrist injury. Oh, my. That gone bad? Again. Yeah, he's gone again. He's always hurt. They they made a mistake giving him all that money. He's always, oh my always God. hurt. I didn't know he was gone for the rest of the year. And, and in yeah. fact, isn't there a, is there something going on, a scandal now or an investigation? 
Uh, yeah. I've read something. Uh, do, you, uh, do you have that also? Is that true? Well, the, or the NFL is investigating whether they lied about his injury before the game. They're also investigating the Falcons, whether they lied about Bijan Robinson's migraines. So they're wow. getting into that as well. Plus, a drone interrupted the game last night, and everybody was joking. It was Jim Harbaugh spying on his brother, John, ah, who's the head coach of the Ravens. Ravens. But the NFL's chief of security uh, told NBC last month, there were 2,500 drone incursions over NFL stadiums last season, up from 1,300 the year prior. They got all kinds of concerns about security. If these things lose power, they dive into the crowd. They yeah. can kill somebody. Plus, uh, we've been letting the barbarians through the gates. Drones are not your friend these days. It's just a matter of time before something bad happens. They've got, they're have got. they wanting the local police to have a way to disable the drones. I don't know how you do that without them crashing down. Well, you can't disable them when they're over the stadium. Right. Or <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm wow. telling you, this, isn't, this is not good. And they should basically fine heavily anybody they catch doing it because they're going to have to stop it. It this would take is, nothing is, to put a bomb on the damn right. thing and have it over the stadium when they're yelling at halftime and the band's out there. Everybody's going, boom, bam, pow. That's My right, God. Sir. Or poison uh, gas, or, or, you know, anthrax, or, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, whatever, uh, ricin. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. The Hawks host the 76ers tonight in State Farm Arena. I hope no pipes burst because I wouldn't want them to stop counting baskets in the middle of the night. <laughs> uh, the Clippers are 0-5 with James Harden. Cue him wanting out of L.A. in three, <laughs> yeah, two, yeah. one. And, uh, uh, Formula One's $500 billion Las Vegas Grand oh, Prix got this. started like a Three Stooges movie. We just talked about this yesterday. <laughs> a loose drain cover caused the abandoning of the first practice session only eight minutes into it as Carlos Sainz's Ferrari stopped on the track, triggering the red flag. It appeared the Spaniard had driven over a loose drain cover, and the suction from the car lifted it right up. It could have killed him, tell you the truth. If yeah, it had more damage of that, could have killed him. So they had to check every one of the valve covers on the strip, 1.3 miles, and then they had to use fast-setting concrete to lock them down. So you got to be one. Who's running this event? Yeah. Rob Manfred? Well, Rich McKay? I, 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 one of the drivers, probably all of them, are now saying this is kind of a Mickey Mouse deal go, you got going on here. I mean, it's bad enough being in America that you know, last time they did it, they had like a, 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 yeah. a 13th of a, of a mile track to go skirting around on. And I don't think they're very happy about the way this is being, you know, we're not showing off. Oh. And we got three events this year in this, this R1 or whatever it is. Turns out that Rich McKay is not part of this. He's busy not getting a roof over the new A's ballpark in Vegas. Oh, you know, he's, the, he's the roof expert you go to every time you need a roof. Las done. Vegas in the summer baseball. Yeah. Uh-huh. Awful <laughs> announcing has an interesting story about the lying media. Uh-huh. On ESPN's Pardon My Take, Prime and Fox Sports anchor Charissa Thompson, a striking woman, yeah. said something that makes her either entitled or an idiot or both. She reminisced on her days as an NFL sideline reporter and acknowledged she sometimes fabricated stuff out of thin air when she didn't have anything solid to report. When a coach was late or withholding, Thompson admitted she would make something up to say, saying, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to stop hurting ourselves. We need to be better on third down. We need to stop turning the ball over and do a better job on getting off the field. They're not going to correct me on that. Oh my, so I'm like, it's fine. It's oh just my. I'll make up the report. <laughs> Why well, talk to the guy? <laughs> not everyone found this amusing. Oh, Lord. ESPN college football reporter Molly McGrath was the most direct uh, coming out saying, young reporters, this is not normal or ethical. Coaches and players trust us with sensitive info, and they know if you're dishonest and don't take your role seriously, you've lost all trust and credibility. 
Chris Kirshner covers the Yankees for the Athletic wrote, this causes significant harm to the people who actually take the job seriously. A good portion of the public does not trust the media as is. I cannot believe she would proudly admit this. It's entirely unethical and worthy of never working in the field again. Tulane football sideline reporter Maddie Hudak accused uh, Thompson of setting women back by making blank up. Yeah. And Absolutely. doing this publicly. The New York Times, Sopan Deb, questioned whether Thompson remained employed and in her boss's good graces over more deserving candidates if this is how she conducted herself professionally. It's worse than plagiarism. Well, uh, Prime, where she worked last night on the NFL game, defended her by saying Thompson was just repeating a story from 15 years ago. So she's admitted lying twice about this. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this week, she admitted to outright faking news hits and defending herself by saying, well, I haven't been fired yet. Oh, As God. someone who was a sideline reporter for five years, you always came prepared with little nuggets of info about the players or the team just in case there was no action to talk about on the field at the moment. What you didn't do was make crap up that the coaches didn't even say. Right. First of all, I'd have been fired if yeah. found out by right. the station, and the Falcons would have wanted me fired, rightfully so. Yeah. Secondly, if I lied about what Coach Dan Reeves had or had not said, I wouldn't have been able to look that man in the eyes. I had too much respect for him for doing something like that. So, Teresa Thompson is a special kind of stupid or entitled. Uh, both. I mean, I, I, um, I, I can't believe. Honestly, I can't believe it. I can't believe she's also dumb enough to admit it twice. Oh Lord! And I, she did. Now, now she may have been sarcastic or facetious and joking around or something like that, but she's done it twice now. She did it on a podcast. Uh, well, it's and, not, and you yeah. don't even joke about this because it takes away your credibility. Well, she obviously can never work in the media again. I mean, she's yeah, right. Yeah, no, she's but. a good-looking woman who works for Fox. Ain't nothing gonna yeah. happen to her. And by the way, when I tune in on on uh, Saturday and Sunday and watch all the like NFL Network getting ready for the games and all the sports shows and ESPN, those girls are getting their skirts are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Holy mackerel! Huh. <laughs> hey, by the way, on this date in 1884, police arrest boxer John L. Sullivan during the second round of his bout. You Ooh, know why? No. They, they accused him of being cruel to his opponent. Uh, beat him so bad. What's all this then? Yeah. What the fisticuffs with this other gentleman? The, the second round, hell, they used to fight until somebody dropped. They would, they'd go 40, 50 rounds. Oh, bare knuckle. Yeah, with no gloves. Yeah, bare, no gloves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they go in, you know, like 50 rounds. Oh, man. That's <laughs> Thank you, Pete. 5.30, uh, we got some stuff and things coming up with a Kipper, Pete, and Flounder. <laughs> I swear to God. I'll find it right here. This was a really important song for the Beach Boys. Oh, you got it right. Yeah, this was a huge hit. 1966. Good vibrations. Uh, breaking news. Well, breaking news. What do you got? What do you got? Stacey Abrams' brother-in-law has been arrested on human trafficking allegations in Tampa. Uh, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be damned. 
Uh, maybe she didn't yeah. split all the loot with him. I think as a brother, you know, she's making millions off of her racist, uh, white-hating uh, supremacy business of uh, making sure we didn't get the uh, All-Star game a couple years ago. Uh, you think because she's made all the millions of dollars off of her hatred and her, her denying of her election denying. Remember, Stakey Big Fat Loser Abraham and all the other Democrats are the original election deniers from way back. And uh, and now her and so I guess she wasn't sharing the spoils of her uh, graft and the uh, corruption she was taking with her company and stuff and uh, complaining about the election. Uh, she didn't share any with his brother, so he had to make money on the side by uh, trafficking children. Is that the deal? Is that the alleged uh, Kalabanga here? <laughs> what a heartbreak. Well, he, he's been arrested before in West Virginia for oh. sexual misconduct with two women. Oh. And now supposedly he tried to have sex with a 16-year-old down in uh, town. Aha. Well, I'll, I'll be darned. I'll just be darned. Uh, anyway, we were listening a moment ago to the Beach Boys, and they are not, they went on this day in 1966. Well, if, if they still, you can play them again if you want to. They're still there. Uh, 1966, Beach Boys number one British singles chart with good vibrations. As a child, Brian Wilson's mother told him that dogs could pick up vibrations from people so that the dog would bark at bad vibrations, and Wilson turned that into the general idea for the good vibrations with the Beach Boys. 1966, this was a huge, huge hit. I remember people were telling me that all of a sudden school started playing at, uh, at, at recess or lunchtime and stuff like that, and this was uh, had an enormous impact. This was kind of a different Beach Boy sound. It's really well produced. I mean, it's got a whole different you know, that rumble in the background. It's kind of just that sounds as a game changer. Yeah, it's yeah. Tough. The whole album. If I had to listen to one album the rest of my life, or take it on a desert island kind of deal, would probably be that one. Or is he one of the one of the three or four? If I could think of any. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Uh, quick <laughs> birthday, a sports birthday. Also, Pete, 1997. Oh, it's not a birthday at all. A sports history thing. 1997. Mariel Mariel Lemieux. Voted in the NHL Hall of Fame, 1997, Mario Lemieux. Uh, it's Nick Marcakis's 40th birthday today, too. Oh, no kidding. Uh, happy birthday. All right. Good guy. Uh, and this was the actual day in 1968. We mentioned uh, 55 years ago the other day, NBC had the uh, original actress who played Heidi in the movie Heidi, where they cut away at the Oakland Raiders game against the Jets. Uh, they cut away from the final minutes for the special presentation of Heidi on schedule. Fans miss seeing the Raiders come from behind, score 14 points in 65 seconds, and beat the Jets 43-32. Uh, and the girl who played Heidi in the movie 50 years ago, 55 years ago, was at the game and introduced it uh, as part of the thing. And this was the actual day that it happened in uh, 1968. So. And I remember very well. Uh, anyway, uh, four, uh, five, uh, 40 here with the Kimmer. Oh, Pete, get that. Uh, uh, tell us about that Nixon. list. Uh, oh, 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 God, I forgot. Uh, I, I got so excited with the Beach Boys. Yes, on this day in history, 1973, we heard this. And in all of my years of public life, I have never obstructed justice. <laughs> and I think, too, that I can say that in my years of public life, that I welcome this kind of examination because people have got to know whether or not their president is a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. I've earned everything I've got. 1973, President Richard Nixon denied any wrongdoing in the Watergate scandal in a speech at Disney World. Well, I'm not a crook. He also had the famous Checkers speech when he was vice president running under Eisenhower, as I recall. Uh, and the Checkers speech uh, was about the uh, his wife has a black 
coat and it's a wool. It's not a fur coat. And, and, and it, somebody gave him a little dog named Checkers and my daughters love it and we're not giving it back. <laughs> so anyway, Richard Nixon. Uh, Pete Davis, speaking of politics, and by the way, there, uh, the word is I heard uh, a, a brief in passing on the news uh, this afternoon. It's possible that Donald Trump may go to the next debate in December, I think it is. Uh, not, it's nothing really? official. Yeah, it's possible. Somebody heard that it is, uh, this, and some, he said that he, he's going to go check it out. The word was that he was going to, to go check out the debate site or situation. Uh, and so the indication was that maybe he's actually going to check it out to see whether he'd like to go or whether he thinks it's worth it. So anyway, it's possible. Uh, and we'll talk more about that uh, uh, presidential stuff here in a second. First of all, uh, tell us about the, uh, uh, the, li- the uh, what was like then and what it's like now. Oh, okay. The presidential thing there. Yeah. You got there with your thing there. <laughs> Sorry. There, right there. Yeah, it's kind of I got it right here. Okay, here it is. Skills. Brian, right. Yes. <laughs> okay, Brian Porter, on November 7th of 2020, put this. I'm making this post so to show back up as a future memory on my timeline. Today is two days after the 2020 election. That's when Biden won, mm-hmm. okay, allegedly. Hmm. Gasoline uh, was $1.80. <laughs> I I paid three dollars and thirty cents last night for a high test, which is pretty good. Yeah, but I played four twenty in the ones. Yeah, I played four twenty. What the hell are you paying a dollar more than well, I am? Because well, I went to the gas station, sense. and that's what it costs. I you know I you know I go to the gas station. I need to go to get get gas. I pull in, and that's what it costs. Now, now, gay couple. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, how can you pay 90 cents more than I'm paying for well, the same I, gas? That's what they charge. It's on the thing. Who? Shell. God, they see and, you coming. And the green one. Uh, Shell and the yellow one, the green one. I mean, and I went to, the, right, to okay. Chevron the other day. It was like 410 All or right. something. Uh, gas was $1.80 back then. Interest rates were 2.6 for a 30-year oh. mortgage. Oh, wow. The you stock market closed at tw- yeah, the stock market closed at 27,000, even though they've been fighting China virus for nine months. Our GDP growth for the third quarter is 33%. We had the best economy ever until COVID, and it was recovering. We have not had any new wars or conflicts in the last four years. North Korea has been under control and has not been testing any missiles. ISIS has not been heard from in over three years. The housing market is the strongest in over 20 years. Homes have appreciated at an unbelievable rate and sell within hours of going on the market with multiple offers. I hope our new leadership can build on these things and keep them going. <laughs> Gas was a dollar eighty. Yeah. yeah, that was the first day of the uh, Biden uh, crime family takeover. Oh, oh I Lord. used to fill up my car with high test for under twenty bucks. Now it's always around fifty. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, a couple. Uh, uh, I'm sorry to get all newsy on here for a second, but the, some of the latest polls. Uh, president Scuzzbag is the oldest president in history. And by the way, he'll be eighty-one on Monday. Uh, he's, he's losing in all the latest polls now. Uh, even Donald Trump has got him like 52 to 45. Nikki Haley leads Biden by 10 points. Ron DeSantis leads him by three or four. Uh, the poll finds that 70 percent of the 80 to 29 year old, sorry, 18 to 29 year olds with that Gen Z. 70 percent of the Gen Z says we need another guy. Somebody's got to challenge him. Well, even Michael Rappaport, who's a screaming a-hole liberal even came out last night and was like, I'd vote for Trump over Biden. Yeah. Uh, Republicans, uh, uh, 80% responding say it's just, it's not working. 55% of Americans say his advanced age is a big problem. Uh, 80% rate the economy negatively. Yeah, no kidding. Only 29% say it's it's not, the worst is over. (laughs) 90% are concerned about inflation. 
82% concerned about uh, personal rights and freedoms, higher crime, political division, 82% concerned. The war, 74%. Gun laws, 72%. Abortion, 71%. Uh, of, of, of what's going on in the, in the administration right now, all these people saying it's all bad. 80% on almost all these issues, high crime, personal rights, freedom, threats, political division. Uh, his job rating is negative by 20 points. Uh, six, 40% approve, 60% disapprove. Uh, I mean, this, <laughs> the, the ratio is unbelievable. Uh, and, oh, by the way, you're going to hear a reaction to his deal he just made with China. Now we're really screwed coming up. And also maybe a flounder's funny. Stand by. Four, uh, it's quarter of uh, six right here with the Caribbean flounder. Seasons, big number one run with Big Girls Don't Cry on this day in 1962. What a fun, you know? Oh, man. And they were gangsters. They were like, uh, you know, street corner Sounds like car a Howard thieves. Dean scream. Yeah, yeah they, they, they were car thieves. They were, they were juvenile delinquents. They were hoods. <laughs> well, they uh, went to five-week number one run on the singles chart with Big Girls Don't Cry. Their second number one of the year. It made 13 in the U.K. Four seasons, 1962. <laughs> the Beatles. There you go. Uh, let's see. But I'm bummed on this. Oh, I did a little thing. I did that there. Okay. Uh, eight years ago, 2015, Charlie Sheen revealed that he has AIDS. I guess he's still around. Um, let's see. Susan Rice birthday. They, that snot is 59. Your destructive anti-American traitor, as far as I'm concerned. Susan Rice is 59. One of the uh, people responsible for the destruction of America. Put her name on it. Um, now let's see. Daisy Fuentes, MTV's first Latin VJ. Daisy Fuentes is 57 today. Former Speaker of the House John Boehner, 74. Danny DeVito. 79 years old today. And he's doing commercials. He's still working. I saw him yeah, doing, he's, he's doing a, 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 a soft drink or something. He does uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, too. So yeah. that kind of revitalizes his career yeah. a little bit. Danny he's a flaming idiot, too, though. Uh, is he? I don't, I don't have any idea. Yeah, he is. Uh, 79. Uh, uh, Lorne Michaels, the NS, uh, uh, Saturday Night Live dictator. And Dr. Evil <laughs> Inspiration, it says here, Lauren Michaels is 79. And uh, Gordon Lightfoot, who just died the other day, would have been 85 today, just for the record. Anyway, uh, and uh, oh, hold everything, 551 with a Kimber Pete and Flounder. And we have all these tweets laying around here. And sometimes somebody gets organized, and by God, that's Pete with his Pete's tweets. Danny heard us talking a while back about his best uh, fast food joints, and yeah. you, Kimmer, yeah. said you had never been to a Five Guys burger place. Never been to Five Guys. So Danny wants to know yeah. what you did with the Five Guys gift card he sent you months ago to fatten you up. <laughs> I still have it. I know I have it in my. It's in my car. I guarantee you, it's in my glove compartment of my car. <laughs> he also wants you to never again mention your antique underwear. My antique underwear. <laughs> yeah. What the hell is that? I don't know. I don't, don't know. Don't do it. Uh, Vaughn do points out. Uh, you mentioned yeah. a little something earlier. Yeah. Vaughn points out that in seven years, yeah. the 1980s will be 50 years ago. 
Oh my God, that's outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. That's outrageous. That is that that that's a half century gone, and and that's like some big momentous things that happened in yeah. my life in the eighties. I mean, my God, I still yeah. remember. And I'll be in my eighties. Well, theoretically, <laughs> well, but the memory would have been he would have me would have been in his. He the Kimmer would have been, been seven years from now. The Kimmer would have been in his eighties. <laughs> that Gordon Lightfoot, he's gone. Remember uh, me Jeff, when I'm gone. Yes. Uh, what are you, John Lennon? I could Jeff be. would like to point this out. Yeah. Listen, frozen meal instructions. <laughs> Never in the history of owning microwave ovens have I known the wattage of any microwave. <laughs> <laughs> they're all 1,200. It says if you have 1,000 watts, they're all 1,200 watts. I think they don't make Seriously, any less than that. Why do they ask? I know. Wait, nobody it, it, knows. I yeah. can't even find it on the damn microwave. Yeah, I know. You can't. It's not there. <laughs> all right. How do you spell the word B, like the insect B? B-E-E. So what you're saying to me is that the two E's in the word B are both silent. B. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. Uh, Japanese death row inmates are not told their date of execution. They wake up each day wondering if it may be their last. Oh, my God. Oh, what a great way to do it. So you got to wonder if they tell the family but not him. So one day, you know, you're sitting around, yeah. he's eating his breakfast rice ball, yeah. and suddenly his whole clan shows up. <laughs> Looking real sad and everything. <laughs> Carrying a lot of Kleenex boxes with him. <laughs> oh, man, what a way to do it. Is that still, that's what they're doing now in Japan? Is that what you yes. said? Oh, yes. my God. Oh my! Oh my That's how God! You do it. I wonder. I, I, I wonder what the theory or what the uh, statistics show of, uh, of what the average time is they make them wait, and uh, what, what the question. shortest is and the longest is. I mean, like the next day maybe or for year. I mean, oh my you know God! Let, let me ask Siri right here. How long does a Japanese death row inmate wait before they kill him? Let's see if Siri knows this answer. This. Capital punishment, uh, death row, execution, the date is to be carried out. Oh, my God. It doesn't really jump out and say how long they got to wait. That's kind of a hard though. question to have her try to figure out, yeah. You'd have they, to phrase they, it. They put together, they, they put to death 98 people since 2000. Hmm. Okay. That's, so. you know, four a year or something. It's, you know. uh, well, I, what, a, what an interesting way to do it. Wow, that's got to be brutal. Uh, by the way, update on the stakey big fat loser Abraham. It was her brother-in-law, Jimmy Gardner, arrested on human trafficking allegations. According to Tampa, he was engaging in sexual acts with a 16-year-old girl and then beat her up, apparently. He met her at a hotel and apparently invited her, I guess, to... Take part in a something or other. Met her at, he was going to uh, pay her. Uh, met her at a hotel, invited her to his room. Uh, he offered her money in exchange for sex. Uh, she agreed and then said no longer wanted to. So he, uh, he said, you have to leave. And they got in a verbal allocation. And then he uh, apparently uh, started choking her and uh, uh, did the old rickety-rockety there or something. Anyway, so there you go. Uh, bummer. Uh, I'm sorry, were you done with your tweets, Pete? I, yep. I, 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 I interrupted yep. the whole thing here. Uh, a couple of quick, uh, oh, I found a couple of more lines from the Golden Bachelor last night, which just make me cringe all over the place. This is going to be a disaster when they have, the, in two weeks, they have the final ending where he makes his decision. Um, uh, he, even he says, this uh, Gary says, I'm, I'm dying inside. I'm dying inside. I, I love them both. I'm in love with them both, and I can see my life with them both. 
He told off the last three of them he loved them. Anyway, ah, God. And then, and 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 the last one uh, says, I, you know, I, I've never felt this even with two marriages, and I just. I don't want to be alone anymore. I don't want to be alone anymore. And she starts crying, and Gary Holdren says, I got you. I got you. Oh, boy. Yeah. <clears throat> 557. They're taking down all the Christmas decorations in Bethlehem because Bethlehem, the birthplace uh, place of Jesus Christ, is now uh, like uh, 90% Muslim. And they say they're, they're blaming the Jews, the birthplace of Jesus, the people in birthplace of Jesus blaming the Jews uh, for the slaughter of innocent Palestinians. And so it's inappropriate to have Christmas around here uh, with all these stupid Catholics and, and <laughs> oh my God, Christians. Oh, well, uh, uh, things are funny. Uh, let's see what else we got. We're running out of time. Oh, oh, a quick uh, update. Uh, CNN, here's uh, the media once again, a quick update on the media. CNN put out a headline after the, uh, the death of that Jewish guy in the protest in Los Angeles, uh, when the police arrested Loway Abeladadafapa Alni, 50 years old, was taken into custody for the death of Paul Kessner. CBS original, I'm sorry, CNN, CNN's original headline reads, arrest made in death of Jewish protester who fell and hit his head. You know, it was like, you know, he just fell and hit his head. Uh, and then later, arrest made in death of Jewish protester after confrontation. And it's still, they didn't actually say it. And some of the reaction, all, all he did was fall and hit his head. Is any, why is somebody being arrested? Uh, they're do, either doing it on purpose or they're, or they're too far gone to know the difference. There's no fixing this with what's going on in the media. They also didn't say the guy's a California college professor. There's no fixing the universities either. I mean, unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. And they're saying they don't know if it's a hate crime, so they don't know if they're oh, going to charge God. him as a the, hate The crime. whole thing is a hate It was a protest of, you know, <laughs> the, the people who want to hate the Jews so much, they want to burn them. <laughs> How could you call it? A, and by the way, what difference does it make whether they feel have hate in their hearts when they're killing you or they don't have hate and they don't care one way or the other when they're killing you? I mean, still, uh, that's always been kind of, kind of stupid to me uh, about trying to figure out people's feelings and, and trying to prove it one way or the other to make the crime worse or something. My God. Uh, anyway, uh, Donald Trump got his gag order uh, taken off by an appeals court judge, thank goodness, who said this judge, uh, Engeron, uh, in New York, with the Attorney General Letitia James business is just trying to muzzle him, and you can't muzzle a guy. He's a former president, for crying out loud. Anyway, and, and now uh, apparently Springsteen, uh, uh, Bruce uh, uh, Cheatstein, and Taylor Swift and Madonna are all saying that they're going to go, they're going to leave the country if Trump's elected again. We're bringing that thing again, which is fine. Uh, in fact, I know some folks would be happy to help you pack. Uh, anyway, I don't know what else is going on. Boys, uh, plans for the weekend? Flounder with Miss Veronica, I'm hoping, guessing, and happiness? Uh, yes, and I got some uh, family coming into town, so we'll see Excellent. them on Sunday. So. And uh, Pete Davis in uh, five seconds. Football and food. Ah, uh, God bless America. So to the camera with the boys. Gotta go, you're killing me. Hoorah, Semper five. look out. <laughs> see you Monday. Oh, boy.
In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corner Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner.